Yeah. Clients always talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. struggle with one, one person that's, you know, on the program, one is not. Yeah. I think, you know, I've heard from some couples, are we going, Andrew? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yep. I've heard from some couples, uh, sometimes they sabotage each oh. other. Like one, you know, one, uh, adult might lose 30, 40 pounds and the other one's like, like, where are you going? Like, why are you leaving me? Yep. Yeah. You know, why are you leaving me here all fat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll try to sabotage each other. But you guys. Is that what you were trying to do to me all this time? <laughs> no. You guys do it together now, but it wasn't always that way? No. Um, I met him when I was Do it together. 17. I'm talking about keto. Yeah. Sick minds out there. <laughs> you know, I met this this cutie when I was 17. Wow. Um, and for me, it was a journey to my health. Because I was sick. I was told I had PCOS. Here's At a, a young age? Oh, yeah. 16. Um, here's an acid blocker. Here's an antidepressant. And Did I, you say PTOS? What's that? PCOS. PCOS. It's kind of like a fertility that, uh, or, uh, diabetes that affects female fertility. Hmm. And so um, PCOS is basically high androgens, which is a male hormone, which we want some of, but we mm-hmm. don't want too much because that in internal cause infertility. And so I was on this. Were you just like super jacked? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was, I was kind of like, uh, just overweight, okay. unhealthy. Um, well, what, what causes the high, high androgens or excess carbohydrates and caffeine. Mm. And so it wasn't just the caffeine sugar that I needed to cut out. It was caffeine too. And I worked at coffee shops at that right. point, but um, so I was on this journey to health and I still loved him, even though he didn't want to yeah, eat keto. Yeah, 20 years ago now, so. Yeah, he brewed his own beer. Even though he ate carbs, you still loved oh, him? Oh, yeah. That's true love. True love. And he <laughs> brewed his own beer. snacking on carbs I and brewed my own oh, yeah. beer. And... We would go out to eat and he'd get, you know, the fries and the whatever he wanted. The yeah. dessert, the dessert usually killed me. I'd be like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom or something now. <laughs> get out of here. It's kind of amazing because there's such a divide, you know, like I know it you is. guys have been to like keto conferences and stuff and, uh, those things can get, uh, you know, people are very passionate about it yeah. because yeah. of what the diet does for, for them, you know? Right. But I'm, that's my personality. I'm not a judgmental person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you do your thing, Mark. Right. I'm going to do my thing. As long as you don't judge me. We'll right. be friends, yeah. right? And that's just how I am with my whole fam. Like my parents aren't keto, my siblings aren't keto, and I still go to their Thanksgiving and I love them right. just the same. You know? Do they think you guys are crazy? A little bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, less so now than it used to be because everybody's getting to know what keto is. And yeah, getting oh, more popular. But oh, Maria, did you know Doctor Oz talks this? It was like, yes, I I told you that long <laughs> time ago, ago. But once Doctor Oz says it, <laughs> right? I know. You know, then I'm not so crazy. Yeah, it used to be Oprah. Like Oprah. people would come to me and they're like, Oprah's talking about fish oil. I'm like, people have been talking about fish oil for the last 20 years. About yeah. time you guys came around. Yeah, right. right. So you know, it's just that's my nature. Like I, you know, I was on this journey, and he never pressured me any other way, mm. and I didn't pressure him. Um, and I just kind of learned by example, which is what we tell our clients a lot to do is show, th- show them by example, yeah. show them your results. So show them how much weight you lose and how much more energy you have. Yeah. And yeah. They'll come along. They're going to be like, all right, I want some of that. You know, I, I want some of that energy. And-, and I'm eating good food. You know, he saw me eating ribs and chicken wings and burgers just oh, without stuff- the bun. How, how does anybody get bored of that? I yeah. know. It's all the stuff that I thought was bad. <laughs> that I get to eat all the time. I really, I, you know, I sat next to a woman today that had a huge gallon Ziploc bag of baby carrots. And yeah, baby carrots aren't the devil, but mm-hmm. you know, 
here she was, really of. overweight. And, <laughs> and probably dipping in a ranch or whatever else. You know, yeah. it's just like, you don't have to, I used to make that mistake, mm-hmm. you know, like eating all these fat-free foods and thinking I had to stay away from the burgers, right? No, right. you just have to stay away from the buns. Well, I think what makes that hard is, and people talk about, they don't talk about as much because keto has gained so much popularity. And now we have, you know, keto brownies and we got yeah. some convenient things that can kind of help you stay on the path. Right. I'm not a huge fan of a lot of that stuff, but hey, whatever you got to do to get yourself started, right. right? Oh, my diet looks so different 20 years ago than it does now. Yeah, now it's probably pretty pure and pretty yeah, clean. Right. And it's not uh, fathead pizza. No, you know? <laughs> not really. Not no, that I'll have, kind it, of stuff I'll have it occasionally, but you he know, likes it. Like our clients, there's a different situation if you're trying to maintain versus lose, lose weight, weight, right? And so right. you lose weight, you got to kind of dial things back a lot and actually focus mostly on the protein, yeah. right? You know, and get. It, it maybe even leaner protein so that your body is going to start burning more of that body fat for fuel. So diet right. can look a lot different when it's, you know, weight loss versus maintenance. Yeah. And it takes a long time. You know, people talk about this like fat adaption, you know, are you mm-hmm. fat adapted? And, um, you'll hear people say, oh, I, you know, I tried keto and it didn't yeah. work. And, and I, I'm not going to like tell people that they're full of crap or anything <laughs> like that. But, uh, I think sometimes maybe their idea of what they tried, yes. you know, maybe it wasn't, uh, quite enough or maybe they didn't stick to it for long enough. Right. And I, I mean, I spend my days talking to clients on the phone and when they tell me what their diet is, it's not what I would recommend. Right. For sure. You know, living yeah. off of. They're like, well, I had a bag of chips and you know, they, you're like, oh, okay, well. well. But, but even these things that you think are keto, I wouldn't be successful losing weight. Right. You know, and it's just all the mistakes that I made in the past, you know, living off of, you know, cheese and nuts. Fatty coffees, bulletproof coffee, you know, and that kind of stuff. So. That can help you maybe transition into keto, but that's certainly not going to help you lose weight. Do you guys uh, utilize stuff like that now, like bulletproof coffee and things like that? I don't. I don't drink no. any caffeine. I've what never about, had it. Uh, but you eat whole foods. Yeah. Right. What about, okay, so you don't, you're not into like adding a bunch of extra oils and... No, if you but you re- may cook with them, for example. But yeah. right, I try to use it in sauces or in soups. But mm-hmm. adding fat just to add fat, it's all about lipolysis. And te- most, I would say, ninety percent of people want to lose weight. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they want to cut us. the fat. Yeah. If you want to really tap mm-hmm. into your body fat for ketosis, you need to let it. It's all about the negative fat flux. If you so, keep stuffing yourself with, would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> if you keep, you're stuffing a negative yourself. fat flux, Andrew. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. where you want to be. I mean, that's basically you know our bodies are always putting fat in and out of our fat cells, mm. right? Our adipose tissue. That's where you store your fat. And you want, if you want to lose body fat, you want more fat coming out than going back in, mm. right? That's it's. If you break it down to the simple biology, it's pretty basic. So if you're putting a lot of fat in your mouth, right. It's going to be going in to those fat stores and not coming out as much. So, so. kind of use fat as a lever, depending yeah. calories, on your goals. Calories are a factor. They, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. still a factor for sure. Yeah, but it's leveraging sometimes. it's leveraging the macros to help with satiety, help with staying on the diet. Which those are the keys for mm-hmm. a diet is something you can stick with. Right, and that's what I was about to transition to. To was uh, people used to say all the time that the keto diet's not sustainable, <laughs> and what I always think is like. Well, uh, the standard American diet is not sustainable because of the disease that it's riddled with. Um, People are dying young and there's just, there's all kinds of problems. And you actually suffered from some depression as well or anxiety, was it? Yeah. Yeah. She gave me a, my doctor gave me an antidepressant and I was like, I need to do something else. And I like to call this the happy diet because I'm a completely different person than I was 
them. Wow. You know, it's just amazing. It's amazing how your brain kind of feels different when you're running on ketones. Right. You you just have more clarity. And that's why, you know, you want to dive into what are your goals are. Because if somebody's trying to do this for you know, moods or getting off antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications, you might want to turn that fat lever up because, you know, that's what's going to help with your neurotransmitters and things like that. But so it's really dependent on what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So like if if there's a very specific, maybe medical reason, yeah, maybe we're going to go after the coconut oil a little stronger or the MCT or whatever it is. Alzheimer's, you know, so that's why, you know, I'm not saying like, don't eat any fat. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. Don't fear fat, but. but if weight loss is the goal, don't dump it on. Yeah, you don't need to eat. If you're if you're chasing percentages, if you're aiming for like a 70% fat and you're like, hey, Maria, I didn't reach my 70% fat, so I did a shot of MCT oil, <laughs> that's not a good idea, no. yeah. you know? Because what happens a lot of time when you add that extra fat, what, what gets reduced? Protein. The protein. Yeah. That's not what you want. And also like... Just in what uh, in what world would that normally happen? Right. Like that's not normal conditions. Amen. Right? Exactly. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Drinking a and liquid that's the fat. Thing, these, especially that'd be the same women. as drinking sugar, right? Like a, that's if you look at just it, doesn't happen normally. You right. don't normally just drink a exactly. big thing of sugar. In our book, uh, we did a whole chapter on nutrient dense foods, right? And we talked a lot about protein because that's where a lot of your nutrients come from. <laughs> And, organ meat. Yeah, and organ meats are like this. If you want to talk about a real superfood, yeah, beef liver. But right. everybody's that like, ew, gross, I don't want to eat that. And so like you know, heart and things yeah, like that. That's what we feed our dog is ground up beef heart. Right. Yep. And people are like, oh, I don't want to eat organ meat. Of course you want to get quality It's like, sources. listen, do you want to look like our dog or not? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to eat like liver and onions. That's just not my yeah. jam. But what we do is we have a food grinder. Because I'm a bull hunter. I don't know. Yeah. Don't get any nice. haters. Okay. I was hunting yesterday morning. Um, but Craig, does she do it with her bare hands? <laughs> <laughs> she makes the bowls Tackles out them. of wood. I did get out a deer last year. The kids thought I was super cool. Yeah. But um, you, you just grind that liver up and add it to the hamburger. And if you do like a four to one ratio, yeah. you won't even know it's in there. Do it in your chili. That's spicy enough. I have a keto chili. It sounds actually really delicious. It is. Yeah. And, and it, it's hidden. You don't know it's in there. It's the not nutrients metallic. go through the roof. Because yeah. beef liver right. is just, yep. it's one of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. So like right. meatloaf. Mm. Meatballs, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I don't. For me, I don't mind some of it. Like, I don't mind like liverwurst and some different things. Liver and onions. My mom is all over liver and onions. So that's great. Yeah, and so I think you know when people think about sustainability and they think about like you mentioned the the woman with the carrots, a lot of times somebody's like they're really diving into something. You hear people say it all the time. I'm sure you guys run into clients. That's it. Monday, I'm starting it. And you're like, well, shit. It's it's only Wednesday. You know, like now we got to wait all the way till Monday. You're gonna have this like parade of like whatever yeah. the hell it what is of food <laughs> yeah they're gonna eat like junk all the way oh, until monday right before yeah. i talk to people on the phone before we have our phone call you know we're in the trust tree they can tell me whatever and i'm like okay tell me a good day and a bad day they're like oh before our call i had x y and z you know it's right. like <laughs> they think they're going to jail you know You're like those days are over i was like you yeah. still get to eat good food like right. i don't want to eat chicken breast and broccoli and i don't uh, i want to eat good tasty food right and you get to and, and most of the time, that's when men jump on board because they're like, whoa, I, I can, I can have a steak? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you just don't get to have the potatoes with it. Do yeah. you get more resistance from women trying to diet? Um, I would say it's men. I think women are, I mean, we're a vain society. It's interesting. I have a type 1 diabetic that I work with. And mm-hmm. she said, Maria, I wish I would gain weight when I cheated. She's only 30 years old, had her first stroke. 
She just had a baby, and she's like, I wish I gained weight when I cheated because we are a vain society. She has a whole heck of a lot of inflammation going on. Obviously, she had a stroke, mm. but she's like, I would change something change something if I would gain weight, but I don't. Hmm. Yeah. You know? So you yeah. don't see that reflected on your body. And we you judge people eating when they're overweight, and right. in reality, a thin person can have diabetes too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, or a lot of d- different issues. Or yeah, I mean, you were suffering from all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. I was overweight, though. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned that you were you were yeah. heavier. Yeah. Um, what? How many clients do you guys work with, approximately? Boy, it's we. I, I've got a folder of just client testimonies, and we don't even people, ask for them. People have just said, yeah. you know what? Here's my results. I wanted to share it with you. Yeah. I usually encourage them or whatever to take before photos or whatever it is, like kind of journal. You don't have to share it with me. It's more if you want to put that on your fridge or whatever. Right. Like I wish I had more before photos, but. I destroyed a lot of them, you know, Uh, but it's really empowering to see like, wow, look at this. This is is fantastic. You know, those client testimonies, we've got almost a thousand in that folder right now. And that's just people who came to us and said, I want to share my story because we had such great And they're pretty amazing. They're like people with handfuls of pills that, Mm. you know, multiple blood pressure medications and they're yeah. off of everything there's and that's one, what our goal is there's uh, i did a whole series of slides at the end of my presentation at uh low carb houston that's coming up it's for doctors um and i did a series of slides of outcomes you know what's a doctor want they want an outcome the, does the patient come to me and then get better what's the outcome do they get better and our outcomes are just like she said, there's a uh, 600 pills a month this woman was taking, and she's down oh taking nothing. That's Every crazy. kind of antidepressant and blood pressure and stat and all this stuff. Care. Yeah, food. Yeah. I mean, and it's scary. I thought I grew up on a bad diet. I took my kids to the grocery store the other day, and there was like pink string cheese. I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> it was like like My Little Pony fruit punch string cheese. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's scary. It is, it's terrifying. And you know, what we feed our kids is, is crazy. And a lot of times you'll hear adult, adults say, uh, you know, they'll cook up this fantastic dinner and oh. they, they have like lobster and I steak and say. soup. And then they pop in a frozen pizza. Yeah. For, they're like, oh, we got pizza for the kids. Like, shit, man. Why can't <laughs> I'm going to kids... keep my mouth shut here because <laughs> I could really upset some family members. <laughs> why can't the kids, you know, eat, eat some of the stuff that you're enjoying or absolutely. It could be slight alteration of what they're eating. Maybe they have a hamburger or something instead. Yeah, like, right. Some of it makes some sense. I but, get it. But it doesn't have to be like shit, you know, stuff that's shitty Cheesy for you. nuggets. Right. Or, yeah. right. I mean, I wouldn't say my kids are foodies. They just eat what is offered to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they just, it is what they know. They don't have an allowance. I mean, they have an allowance, but they don't have like a driver's license. Right. Yeah, they can't you go know? to the grocery store. They don't know. Um, yeah. We drove by a McDonald's and my son's name is Micah. He's like, M for McDonald's. For Micah and I was like, "Oh man, I love hmm. you so much." <laughs> you know, know what because that is. he doesn't know what it is. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah, that's actually really cool. So, do your kids just eat very similar to you guys? Yep. Yeah, yeah. you know, we we basically don't limit the protein; just let them eat as much protein right. as they want, and then any of the fats that come with that's it. That's where or... the studies that say ketogenic yeah. diets kill—they're focusing on people that are doing fat fast, and it's not even really low carb. I mean, well, 150 grams, that's not low carb in my idea. No. Yeah. For, and it, it, a lot of those studies too, like we talked, either they'll just do two-week study. Um, well, it takes four to six weeks to adapt, right? Yeah. So that, that, that's a flaw in the study from day one. Right. But the study she's talking about with kids, for epilepsy. you know, people will say, you know, it can stunt the growth, right? And there's, they point to these studies. Well, the studies, they were 
therapeutic procedures to control seizures with these kids. So they were fed 80% fat. Mm. Very limited protein. like 10% protein. So if you look at the protein amount for these kids were getting, it was like 20 grams of protein a day. Right. Of course so it's going to stunt their growth. You need <laughs> right. amino acids And that's to grow. the thing. Like so many women come to me and they're like, oh, Maria, I'm losing my hair. What am I doing wrong? I was like, are you doing bulletproof coffee and fat bombs? They're like, yeah, that's what the internet tells me to do. I'm right. like, well, that's your problem. Gotta you know, your that's nothing... In. That's not what I do. You know, right. you, you need amino acids for your hair and your nails and your skin. Um, and it's funny. I was, had the opportunity to speak on the low carb cruise last week. And, um, you know, we're having dinner together and um, you order different foods at, at the mm-hmm. dinner. And I said, Kai, do you want a Caesar salad without the croutons? He's like, what do you think? I'm a vegetarian. Because <laughs> we joke that <laughs> we're carnivores. They're really into dinosaurs. And so we talk about being a oh, carnivore and stuff. Yeah. And we make it fun. And they know what foods make them feel good. And mm-hmm. they know what foods make them feel bad. We were on a flight to Hawaii. And um, if you have children, especially boys, you know not to sit next to each other on a plane. So we always sit. I sit with one and Craig sits with the other. We usually switch. They'll end up beating the crap out of each other. I know, right? (laughs) So I went to the bathroom and the flight attendant asked Kai if he wanted a Sprite or a soda. She said soda. And we have a soda streamer at home where we make just, you know, stevia based Mm -hmm. sodas. And so he's like, oh yeah, I want a soda. soda. We should probably call something different because she brought him a Sprite (laughs) Yeah, and a flight from Wisconsin to Hawaii is really long, especially when you have puke all over you. Oh, and he started throwing up. Yeah, he was so just... sick. He's like, I never want sugar again. <laughs> it's like, see, that's what happens, you know? And right. I think that's our natural reaction to get a huge sugar bomb, especially like right. soda that's liquid and absorbed so quickly. Our um, bodies are really good at adapting. And if you're constantly flooding it with the sugar, yep. it gets used to it and it adjusts. And I but think people don't realize not. how awesome they can feel. I certainly didn't. I was right. like, wow, give me some more of this natural medicine, right? Because I, I'm like the energizer bunny. He jokes that we need more kids because I outwear, I, you know, wear Someone them to slow you down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed, you know, I, in seeing so many people, you know, just eating junk food and kind of going through this process, it's actually surprising to me that a lot of the weight gain and a lot of the problems that people have, it surprises me it doesn't happen a lot earlier. I know. Really, yeah. I mean, because if you guys just went like, let's just say we said, hey, you know what, you got to do a whole week of just eating, you know, muffins and donuts <laughs> and like, I mean, yeah. it, it would just feel so bad. I mean, yeah. you, you probably wouldn't like gain like 60 pounds or anything, but you'd probably you'd just feel, feel awful. awful. But that inflammation that's happening in the body <laughs> yeah. is happening right away. I mean, Dave that's Feldman, true. he's a, a friend of ours. He's an, another engineer. I'm an electrical engineer in my background. Got these cool. engineers coming in and getting into this nutrition space. He's like a human pincushion. Do you follow this <laughs> Dave, guy? Dave, I'm aware more... of him, but I, I don't oh, know. Oh, he's like the cholesterol king. He's oh, been yeah. doing all these experiments on his body and taking all these tests. He's spending and he usually more, eats keto. He's spending more every month on blood tests than his home mortgage, just oh, doing all this stuff wow. that he's figuring yeah, out. That's cool. But what one of the things he de- has been doing, he, he went about, uh, I think, 18 months of eating keto, and he tracked his CIMT, which is your the thickness of your artery wo- walls. They do an ultrasound and see how thick the artery mm-hmm. wall is. You want it thinner because thick means you've got inflammation and plaque building up, right? Right. It slowly went down and down and down over 18 months eating keto. That's a good thing. Yeah. He did a sad diet experiment. Nothing crazy, not, you know, not sugar load, but for one month did, you know, sandwiches and brought this stuff back in. His arterial wall thickness higher than when he even started wow. in one month. Yep. Yeah, it's That's like that what, inflammation. sugar, right? 
It's that inflammation. Right. And that's happening in the body all the time if, if you keep feeding it with that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, you know, I think when people are trying these, like, uh, these quick diet solutions and they're trying to get fancy and they're, they're thinking, oh, you know, Monday I'm starting my diet. Oh, I did that. I'm hitting the gym. And I'm going to do a bunch of cardio. So they do like an hour oh. of cardio. Maybe they read something about fasting. Yep. So they fast. They do all these yeah. things. And they make it to like Thursday. Yeah. And then it starts to kind of unravel again. And they're like, oh, I'm going to try it again. And they go Monday to Thursday again. And, and then it just kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. And they kind of have in their head, because they have done a couple days of the diet, that yeah. they tried it. And unfortunately, yeah. they didn't really try it hard enough. Nope. Because the message I'm trying to share with people is that being in shape and having the body and the health that you want is a full-time job. It is. I'm sorry to say that to you, but that's the truth of it. I can't I cannot sell you on anything else cuz right. nothing else is true. I get fit shamed a lot, but I I mean, I lift weights like a mad woman. I eat really you gotta good. You got to be fanatical about I don't it. drink any yeah. alcohol. I don't drink any caffeine. Judge me if you want to, but I work hard at it. Right. You know, yeah. but I do love this diet and I'm addicted. I have a very well, addictive personality. I'm addicted to feeling good. You know, I just change those addictions for like good things. Like, you know, I, I do love to work out. I do right. love to cook good food. And, you know, I've posted on our website one of these memes. It was a photo with, uh, it said, my lifestyle or diet got a lot easier when I can't have that changed to I don't want that. Mm. Yeah. And that is, I think, is the key to making this something that you can sustain. Is right. Look and focus on the things that you can have. Yeah. Don't worry about the donuts and things I've that you can't have. I've shared that same uh, exact thing with relatives because yeah. they'll say, oh, you can't have this. I said, that's actually not true. Right. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but I don't want to have it because it doesn't go along with the goals. Right. that you know. For me, it's a little bit more goal-oriented. Yeah. Like I... Luckily, I'm blessed with a pretty good digestive system, and I haven't noticed anything all that crazy other than, like, if I eat a lot of junk, then my sleep will get compromised. And I don't sure. sleep that much anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the only thing. But, uh, yeah, it's it's more about, like, I don't I don't want to take part in that because I got these other right. goals. And that's uh, the other morning I, um, I was on a Skype call with a girl in Panama who she was only 16 years old. Exact story as me. She was just diagnosed with PCOS. She had an antidepressant. She had an acid blocker. I was like, oh, my gosh, girl, like, you are me. And so it was with her parents, too. She, they were on the call, too. And I just, I, I almost, I kind of started tearing up because I was like, you can change your life. You have the opportunity to change your life right now. But you need to be positive. Like, I'm naturally kind of a positive person by nature. And I always thought, this is, these are the foods I can have. Mm. And I told her, like, instead of saying you can no longer have your Cheerios or whatever she was eating, you know, don't be sad. Don't be mad at Maria. <laughs> you know, this is a good thing because you can be a pioneer and change your life. And it was just so ironic how similar my story was to hers. And yeah, and who, know, so who many knows kids uh, like that. who else it will impact, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, you know, that comes into their household and oh, then yeah. maybe it's helped save somebody else. And it's like... Sometimes these journeys that start with somebody losing yeah. 20 pounds, you know, it ends up like saving someone's life, yeah. 
You know, like it's, a coworker or something like that. Yeah, it's really, it's really wild. We, we get a lot of those testimonies too. We have these families where the, you know, maybe the mom started just yeah. for weight loss, then got the husband on, and, and all the kids, all are, the kids just are just eating what they're eating. Maybe like and on ADHD, the autism, spe- yeah. autism, like all of those types of things. Huge you know? improvements they're There's, seeing. Food is so. really the medicine. It really, it's crazy. Is. Could you imagine like a TV commercial that's like that? That yeah. you know sells you on the fact that uh, if you have a nutritious lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. Oh, if we that could, all these things are wiped out. If we could put this in a pill, we'd be billionaires. Yeah. But that's <laughs> the thing: people think that it costs too much to eat mm-hmm. healthy. We get um, people saying, "I save about two thousand dollars a year now." Yeah, and they they buy organic, grass fed, real quality eggs. Um, they save that by not buying, you know, the chips and the bread and yeah, all of those snacky things. That stuff's expensive. And I'll tell you what: we just were at an airport, and there was like what is it, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, there's a line in Starbucks buying yeah. $5 coffee <laughs> drinks, but yet we complain about $4 of organic eggs. Yeah. I think yeah. that's something. 12 yeah. eggs. It's an investment in your health. It is. And then also, to uh, here at Super Training, we have one of our uh, members uh, is a chef. Awesome. And awesome. she can cook some really crazy, crazy things. And she was talking to me about diet, and I was like, well, where, you know, what's the, what's the weak link? And she's like, I love candy. And I was like, okay, well, what kind of candy? I'm thinking like probably some nice like dark chocolate or mm-hmm. something. She just likes hard candy. She likes like Skittles and stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, oh. think about how actual, actually dumb this is. <laughs> you went to culinary school. Yeah, you palate. are a master of mm-hmm. like, you know, cooking stuff. And you know, some really high end crazy yeah. foods. And, and you cook these dishes that are, you know, 100 hundred some odd dollars a yeah. dish. Yeah. And I was like, and you're eating like yeah. uh, a, a candy that costs, I don't even know, like probably a third of a penny or something. Totally. And that reminds me, a lot of those awesome chefs, they also smoke. And I'm like, you're killing your palate. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, uh, I think people need to kind of get get the idea that they need to uh just treat themselves better oh absolutely. you know show yourself some like self-love you know totally. uh somebody's sick you know somebody's sick and you say oh you know what why don't you go home get some, it'd be great if you went yeah. home got some rest so you look like you could really yep. you know use a good night's sleep or you give them advice and say you know drink more water or just yeah. but you need to do that to yourself right yeah. you know and totally. you're eating poorly and making yeah. these bad decisions you need to kind of talk to yourself that way, I think. Totally. And I think a lot of women, I mean, we're taking care of our aging parents. We're taking care of our children. We're trying to, you know, take care of our husbands or, you know, whatever. And a man could have this issue too, mm-hmm. but, you know, we give, give, give. And I tell them, unless you feed yourself well and treat yourself well with some self-love, I mean, nobody's happy unless this mommy's happy. And, yeah, you know, my right. family knows it, like. Well, and if your health is bad and you're right. not going to be... It's okay if, to if say no to a friend that needs your help in order for you to cook good for yourself. I think yeah. that's okay to tell ourselves that, you know? Yeah, someone brought this to my attention, something I never even thought of, but uh, somebody said, yeah, you know, uh, over the last, you know, decade or so, or maybe even a little bit longer, there's been more women that are in the professional workspace, right? Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a lot of times both parents are working. Yeah, yeah. And then that kind of leaves the kids to do what with their food, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, yeah. somebody should be accountable for, right. uh, not just picking up McDonald's on the way home, right? right? Like somebody's got to figure that out, right? Totally. And yeah. I think, um, I love my mom. Hey mom, if you're watching, <laughs> but I think that we all learn from our parents. And I remember at the young age of five, she would pick me up from kindergarten and she'd have nothing planned for dinner and she would be really stressed out about it. And 
I think that I just learned I don't want any more anxiety throughout the day. So I'm always one step ahead of time. So whatever we're going to have for the next night, I plan the night before. Mm -hmm. And when I wasn't really... Being a step ahead. Right. And when I was new to this, you know what I did? I had three slow cookers. And I would (laughs) fill the slow cookers, the shell of them. And you can put that in the fridge. And then the morning, all you have to do is take them out and turn them on. And I would leave for work. I didn't always work from home. And what I think is great with that is if you have kids in sports or after school activities, whatever, whenever they're hungry, they can open that slow cooker up Mm. and make a dish and it's delicious. Right. And then when you get home from work or whatever, I talked to a psychologist about this whole idea of family dinners. It's not the actual act of eating together, but oftentimes that's the only time we spend together. Right. That's not important, the eating part. So if you aren't eating together, do something else. Like, we have different fasting schedules than our children, but we're, we homeschool them. I mean, yeah, we right. ride bike together. I go fishing with them every day. They come hunting with me. You know, like we're spending a lot of time together and they help me prepare dinner. Mm. And I think that's an art that is lost in our kids' generation, our, you know, kids that they don't know how to cook. I Helping mean, you do anything is great. Yeah. They help they you make it. the bed. It's like then the bed and just everything is more bed, valuable. Right. The bed fairy doesn't come and do it every day. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. They get to see where it happens, yeah. right? And then uh, with helping with the food, yes. you know, maybe they added pepper to the recipe or yep. something and you can make all that fun and you can say, yep. oh, I can really taste the pepper. Oh, and my yeah. kids They're didn't even like it. scallops until they made them themselves. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they were like, hey, I made this. I'm going to try it. And one of them likes them, one of them doesn't, but you know, at least they tried them. Right. Your kids fast too? Oh, no. no, I was just (laughs) saying. um, (laughs) Oh, your schedules. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. I was going to be like, what? No. Like, (laughs) no, if, uh, you know, they eat three meals a day. If they need a snack, they have a snack. But this idea, um, are you familiar with the onion? No. It's a joke. Like. The, it's actually out of a Madison. Newspaper. It's really funny. It's always sarcasm like a big sarcasm newspaper. joke. Right, right. And they said on the front, it said, Americans now eat one continuous meal a day. And it's so <laughs> true. Like I just uh, was in Disney World and these people are just eating nonstop. Oh, yeah. and Mindless My eating. kids are used to eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If they need a snack, it's fine. Yeah. You know, when they're yeah. growing, you can tell definitely when they're going through a growth spurt. But it's like a nightmare out there sometimes. You're just oh, looking man. at, and, it, and it's not to be rude, but you're looking at one person getting fatter than the next person. And then the yeah. next one, and they got cheese dripping off their face and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is going on? Can we slow some of this down somehow? And when you're not eating and digesting food, your your cells are healing themselves. So this idea um, that you know we need to eat like every you need to two hours or every two hours or something, your body's never right. actually healing itself. Yeah, and that's you what know? intermittent fasting, which you know we do, it's not extreme. You're, you're getting. We're getting all, all the calories we need for maintenance. We just compress it into a, you know, maybe six hour window or less. But I can day. work so much better then. Right. I, I, I love that I don't have, you don't to, have to stop for a meal. All you the don't time. have to plan three meals. You just plan two bigger meals. Yeah. And it's cleanups it, easier. It makes things a lot easier with your lifestyle as well. But what happens yeah. is when you're not digesting calories, not only does that help at night with human growth hormone and some of these things that you want your body doing. Uh, you also go into this state where you start doing more autophagy, which is breaking down your cells into their parts and making new ones. Right. What's also great for uh, uh, ramping up autophagy even more? Strength training. So it's that's building that new muscle and right. breaking down. So you can also get some of that benefit with intermittent fasting. Well, the other thing that fasting helps with is uh, no meal prep. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
Oh, if it's full fasting, I yeah. I mean, it's it's that's that's a convenient side of it. I mean, like uh, a lot of you know the guys and gals that I deal with, a lot of times they're bodybuilders or yeah. powerlifters, and um, they're actually really shocked that when they when they switch from like a bodybuilding style diet where you do eat every two hours, mm-hmm. it's kind of a minimum of like six meals a day, and you you almost get in this phase where you're kind of force feeding yourself. They'll they'll be shocked when they get into not necessarily a ketogenic diet because a, a strict ketogenic diet's just not great for strength for multiple reasons but when they switch to like eating less carbs or they do a little bit of intermittent fasting they're totally shocked that they're not losing a bunch of muscle they're like yeah. i thought i'd yeah. be like you know a string bean at How this point lo- you know less branch chain amino acids are used when you know you're in a when you're in a ketogenic state but yeah that's the thing like you can do you can accomplish so much more during the day i have a really cool video where i'm uh, on a paddleboard with a hump at humpback whale i don't know if you saw it. it's pretty cool that's amazing <laughs> yeah um this mom and baby came up next to me out. and yeah. you know i was out in the middle of the ocean is it on youtube hours uh Your yeah Instagram? some commercial guy yeah it's on our it. channel too uh yeah but um it was Maybe like he'll try to pull it once out. in a lifetime uh opportunity and i was out there for hours without you know anything and i could have never done that in my past life because you know it's just i feel like i'm experiencing life so much more um there was a really great quote saying, we are most human when we are not eating. Mm. And it's really like animalistic when you're eating and stuff. And then, yeah. you know, you're living life when you're not. <laughs> yeah. Well, also too, when, <clears throat> you know, when you're eating and after you're eating, you're kind of fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're fairly, uh, you're fairly tired. What do you guys kind of <laughs> recognize um, as being, oh my God, that, well, that, that one was, that Mike, was uh, just Micah. a boat that That's we were Micah on. There. We were on a little boat. Where there. are you? Uh, we stay in Maui in the wintertime, but if oh. you, there's one where I'm actually on a paddleboard. That's and amazing. The, I've never got to see a whale up like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to find it. Okay, yeah, cool. Thanks. That's, that's amazing. What do you guys kind of recognize, um, as being the, the main problem in America with people being, you know, with people being so overweight? Oh, boy. marketing lies for one. <laughs> I mean, my kids would they see, see mom, that commercial said milk is good for you. <laughs> I was like, they're going to tell you a lot of things are good for you. So I think you we know, just sold a lot of lies. I think since the seventies, if you take the vast majority of the, the common knowledge or the, you know, general guidance, FDA or whatever, and flipped it over, you'd be better off. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that you can point to, whether it's, you know, avoid fat, you know, no fat in your diet. Avoid salt. Mm. Whole grains, lots of healthy whole grains. You know, you need your whole grains. Um, th- other things like you know, salt with with blood pressure and those issues. Like milk, milk, sunlight. Good. You know, this absolute oh. fear of some people of getting any sun, and mm-hmm. yet vitamin D is so critical. And these cholesterol sulfates that we can only make in our skin from the sun, very health health beneficial. And cold right. therapy. Everybody wants to take a hot bath. Yeah. I'm really into cold therapy. Of course, we live in Wisconsin, so cold therapy is kind of easy for yeah. us. Um, but even in the summertime, I have a bathtub outside. And it's only allowed for cold water. There you go. And, you know, yeah. so I'm outside in the sun, <laughs> right. ice cold water. It's good for recovery and inflammation. Right. And so, yeah, there's just so many of these things that we've been kind of taught as, you know, do it this way. And mm. it turns out if you do the opposite, you actually end up doing better. You know, the avoidance of red meat you know yeah. from these flawed studies that were put out and if you look at red meat in an honest way like I, we did in our book it's full of nutrients i yeah. mean that's what you want to eat and, and of, of course, course you the want quality acids. meat but yeah. again like instead of spending all this money on supplements or whatever which i believe in supplements i really do but people are you know they'll love to take a pill but right. yet they don't want to spend the money on food and it's like right. 
you know, if you buy the organic eggs, you'd need less omega-3s, Yeah, they're right? taking a supplement like three times a day. Yeah. And they're they're into that, but then they're still like drinking on the weekend or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, that's not, that's, all these things are not, right. you know, going together, you know, yeah. necessarily. And if you actually look at how much uh, in this country we spend on food compared to other countries. It's really We low. spend the lowest percentage of income, income than just about any country. Wow. And if you look at a place like Japan, Japan they spend like like almost 300% more of their income mm-hmm. on food because they look for quality food and they look, you know, it's just, diff- it's just such a different mindset here. Yeah. It's about, again, four bucks for 12 eggs, which will feed me three meals. Right. And you complain about that. Like we, we're just got that skewed view. So you think maybe it's like kind of the, like, it's like big food companies, right? It's uh farming you know, it's a uh, big one, the American way of like kind of uh, people creating these um, processed foods yeah. and they're in abundance everywhere. Right. The TV commercials yeah. are nonstop. Um, but what do you what do you guys think about like when people come to you guys and they're really kind of lost and they're like, I, I, you know, maybe they don't even have much diet experience and they're just yeah. like, I, I just need help. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. Do they really not know that what they were doing like was, you know, some don't was just adding those pounds and making them sick or like, what, what are you guys seeing? Yeah, some don't. I mean, the family I just talked to that, you know, with that young girl, the mm-hmm. dad really thought he was doing her well. And I was like, oh. you hear some people say, I eat pretty good. And you're like, Oh, yeah. what does that mean? You know, yeah. like, um, getting rid of the gluten type foods. They were doing a lot of gluten free breads and all of the stuff that's in the health food aisle. And Fake health, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, like those gluten-free foods are the worst thing that happened to gluten-free diets because in the past when someone had a gluten allergy, they just cut out bread and pasta, you know? Mm-hmm. But now we have all these frankenfoods that honestly, <laughs> rice flour has about 50 more carbohydrates than white flour does mm. and 100 more calories than white flour does. So sure, you're getting rid of that food allergen, but gluten. you're still inflaming the gut. Only about 8% of celiacs truly heal. And that's because they're replacing the gluten stuff with the rice flour, which is way more inflammatory than what they think is going on. And so they never heal their, you know, with celiac, you usually have low iron, low B12, all of these different things going on in your gut. Um, and they just never heal because they just keep doing sugar. When I say carbohydrates, I mean sugar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's norm. I normally, when we talk on this podcast about carbs, I mean, there's a, on occasion we'll have like a bodybuilder on, on here and the carbohydrate conversation is actually quite a bit different because they pick from like about three or four different types of carbohydrates that they eat. So there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of great selections really yeah. is what I think a lot of people don't know. Yeah. But most of the time we're talking about carbs, we're talking about kind of junk. We're talking about like yeah. something that might be in pizza or in a sandwich right. or in, uh, ice cream or right. you know sugars yep. and yeah. a lot of bullshit like that yeah. <laughs> basically yeah well that's the thing i uh was talking to a grocery store owner and this was probably eight years ago and he said i know that there's a problem because when i started here seven years ago bread had a shelf life of five days i needed to get it out of my store within five days he said do you know what it is now maria eight or seven years later 14 days mm. So we're adding stuff to those processed foods. Right. And what is that doing to ourselves? You know, all of those preservatives. And yeah. Stuff. Right. All those additives. There's been like 7 million different new food additives that have been oh added to food in the last like 20 years. And that becomes a problem when you're talking about like, you know, being on a keto diet and, uh, 
you know, trying to abstain from carbohydrates and then you're kind of making this weird fake health food that has uh, sugar alcohols. I have a lot of friends that make a lot of these products. I, I think that they're great because it can help people to stay on it. Like if, if we can help you to stay on something that's more positive. But use it as a transition. Yeah, than what you were doing before. And yeah. and if you really like, uh, I don't know, if you want to have like a keto cookie when you go to a movie and that's yeah. like your indulgence and I guess go for it, you know. But as long as you're able to still make progress. Right. Yeah. And as long as that's not something that triggers everything else to go haywire. That's the thing. Like, I have some recipe testers and, like, I can't test your dessert anymore because I eat the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah, so is it the, you know, keto dessert that caused you to keep not losing weight? No, it's probably just because you, you know, just overate on that, which I, I totally get. But I do tell people, they are always asking, like, Can, what's a good protein bar? And I was like, called mm -hmm. a beef stick yeah yeah beef. <laughs> but they want a protein bar that's sweet and i was like mm -hmm. there are none like right. you know if it comes out of a package there's junk in it yes. no there's there's uh, and and some people try to do combinations of like peanut butter almond no. butter and it's like yeah. you still look at those and there's quite a bit of ingredients yep. uh in a, in a lot of those okay. foods and you know when you're talking about switching out like something <clears throat> where someone says yeah that'd be great if you're on a gluten-free diet it'd probably help with a lot of things yeah and then somebody runs out and they have a gluten-free donut yeah it's like well that gluten-free donut has 37 ingredients yeah. in it like and, and none of them are probably totally i mean i i can't even picture what would be good for you in those 37 ingredients yeah. probably nothing yeah <laughs> right yeah. well and that's another thing too is in her cleanse book we actually did the meal plans in there with no sweeteners mm. no sweet things and that's part of the process, I think, too, is shifting your, your palate yeah. away mm -hmm. from that sweet, you know, where you constantly are looking for the sweet, uh, you know, flavor. Right. Yeah, I think the, when we had uh, Jay Cutler on the podcast, he's a four-time Mr. Olympia champion. That's the biggest thing that you can reach in uh, professional bodybuilding. And, uh, you know, he kind of has this saying of, you know, don't be, uh, don't be fancy, be consistent, yep. which, I, which, I, uh, which I really love. But even in like his diet and a lot of the diet of these bodybuilders, they don't have a lot of sugars in there mm -hmm. because it's the same thing. It's going to trigger you. Yeah. I'm sure they could probably afford, these guys are, you know, 250 pounds, they're all muscle and they can probably afford yeah. to have a little bit of sugar, maybe post-workout or whatever it is, but they're just like, nope, we just kind of keep keep yeah. going and they have uh they they get rid of that sugar oh palette. i see it yeah. in our kids you know it's like would you because like with birthdays come around and stuff i'll do like a keto cake like it's a very rare occasion but you know what they'd rather have like another hamburger right <laughs> i mean they are totally like that like you asked how old our kids were when they came into our life they're from ethiopia um but one of them was so young that i had a friend breast milk but then we transitioned him to bone broth and that little baby begged for it. He would like, flip. oh yeah. He would do sign language asking for more, and I would like tease him and pull it. I don't away. blame him. Bone broth's delicious. He, but you can really form your kid's palate. You really can. So instead of them, and we just getting... started doing the whole foods. We yeah. take beef and just grow, uh, puree it yeah. and let them eat the beef. Oh, and the you know? salmon. And and anything like... you can eat, they can yeah, eat if they you just puree it. As babies, cut it small they enough. ate what we ate. It's just yeah. pureed, and then a lot of um, bone marrow. That's like a jello for a baby. Yeah. What about some of the uh, people that some of the clients you guys have that have children that are, um, you know, that are that are not maybe even not necessarily heavy, but they just, you know, these kids nowadays they love sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys able to 
help with that too because you're able to help mom and dad and as it kind of transfer over to the whole family? Yeah, sometimes parents are worried like, okay, so what if I feed them keto at home and then they cheat when they go to school or whatever? Mm. I was like, you're still going to give them a lot of benefit by giving them real food at home. Right. And um, eat all those nutrients. And, and those... you'll start to change your palate. I was the pickiest eater when I was a kid. I remember making my best friend's mom cry because at dinner I wouldn't eat her pot roast or something. <laughs> and the... oh, We've had kids like that over my house too. Oh, I'm like, what nuts, the hell does right? this kid eat? And I did. <laughs> I was I like was one kid, kid just ate crust like of the of his like oh man a sandwich or something every <laughs> yeah. time he came over I was like he didn't eat the meat or <laughs> yeah. the cheese or and the, the, you know crust. I'm like I don't know what's going on I know exactly what you're talking about kids that are really picky eaters that just like buttered noodles or that type of, <laughs> usually have very low good gut bacteria and if you look back they might have been on a lot of antibiotics mm. or exposed to you know all those hand sanitizers just drive me nuts you yeah, know everywhere. um but that type of stuff kills your good gut bacteria. It causes you to be a very picky eater. And Maybe crave... they weren't breastfed or right. who knows. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and you know, whatever. You do what you can do as a mother. Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's going to change your good gut bacteria. And that in turn, I was on a lot of antibiotics. I had ear infections um, so bad that they would bleed when I was mm. really little. And, you know, I don't know if that caused me, but I also had, um, you know, with PCOS, you usually have acne. And that was, I was given a prescription for acne medication that killed a lot of my good gut. I think it was it seems just, just so unfair that no one really thinks about it. They just like prescribe it. Oh, my doctor told me that she would get Everyone's acid so reflux trusting. Water. Oh, I know. It's, it's the, you know, we start out in our book talking about inputs and outputs, right? And if you look at the body, it's just a big system. This is my engineer coming out, right? You got inputs, food light, sleep, exercise, those are all inputs to the body, mm -hmm. right? And if any of those inputs get off, what, what are the bad outputs that come out? Diabetes, weight gain, these problems. And so we got to go back and look at these inputs to fix the outputs, right? right. The, so much of healthcare today, we just slap a Band-Aid on the output. We but put we... a medication on it that... You know, you got to go back to those inputs and change the inputs before you really but start But we even see close family members that they ignore that input and they would rather take a pill than yeah. change an input. It's, yeah, I think people are scared of the change, right? They're yeah. scared of, uh, I've heard people that are alcoholics before say they can't envision themselves uh, being at any event or doing something at night uh, without a drink in their hand. Yeah. And then so they're kind of scared of like, what does the rest of my life look like right. if I'm not uh, high or drunk? Yep. And yeah. then probably what does the rest of my life look like if I'm right. not able to indulge in pizza with the guys on during Thursday night football or right. whatever it might be, right? And that's that's where you could bring fathead pizza. You know, right. like, that that's the thing. Just I grew up it. in Medford, Wisconsin, which is where Tombstone Pizza was invented. Uh -oh. This is like the first frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah. And my dad worked at the bar where it was invented. And his best friend said, Joe, do you want in on Tombstone Pizza? And he's like, nah. <laughs> and I just think about how different my life would be because I know the guy who owns it. And, you know, he yeah. sold that to Kraft. And anyway, um, so I grew up eating frozen pizza like right. you did too he grew oh, up in the same night. town every <laughs> night we had frozen pizza um we had it even at school lunches because we got like the junky ones that were like misshapen or something yeah. <laughs> um they would off. give it to school but um so what i do is when i do make pizzas for these guys especially when i'm traveling a lot when i get everything out it's a family event we turn some good music on and we make like 12 pizzas and we put them in the freezer and then you can just like, you know, throw one in the toaster just oven like a as frozen needed. Pizza at that point. And right. so just... you have the guys over for a game and throw that in. Yeah. Um, and so being prepared they're... and planning ahead and right. having options ready that you can just pop in an oven. Yeah. It helps a lot. Yeah. The meal prep. 
It is. It is. You know, and we prioritize so many things in our life that to me, it's just common sense. You know, like Americans watch on average five hours of TV a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Like throw the TV on in the kitchen or something and get to work. The TV is costing a lot and, and the, junk food that you're eating while you're watching is costing you. I mean, it's not the price of the TV, but it's the price you're paying for yeah. not being active. It's just the time you're wasting, Yeah, you yeah. know, as well. Totally. Um, I, you know, recently I've, uh, I'm down to like, well, I, I watched some football. I love football, but I'm, I'm down to like one TV show that I watch. I'm like, yeah. man, I don't even, I don't watch TV. I don't watch yeah. TV at all, but I'm like, I don't, I feel like I don't have time for yeah. it. Hmm. If, if it's uh, the option to watch something or go to bed, even though I don't really like to sleep, I'll sleep because I know I need it. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm like, oh, I gotta go to, I feel like a little kid. I'm yeah. like, oh, I gotta go to bed. Like kicking your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stomping my feet, you know, uh, walking, walking to the bedroom. But when you were talking about alcoholics before, that reminded me, uh, what was it a week ago? Um, so Again, I'm not a judgmental person, but I'm never going to allow or suggest having a cheat day. Like, I just don't believe in them because mm. it's a slippery slope. Yeah. And uh, alcoholic, um, someone who was one, thanked me for saying that because they're like, just like when I quit alcohol, if I said, oh, I'm going to have a vodka. Just one. Just one. Right. On Friday. That's never going to work. You if would... you are a food addict, having a cheat day is never going to work. Yeah, you might you relapse would, the whole week. Yeah. Oh, it's we've had oh, we've literally had people go disappear for a year and say one Girl Scout cookie threw me off for a whole year, but I'm back. It's like and gained all the weight back. But I even I have mean, close friends do that to me. Yeah, like I know when they're on it and when they're not because you don't hear from. Them. I don't. <laughs> they don't want to. They don't want to talk to me. <laughs> they see you at the grocery store and they run the other <laughs> way. Yeah. yeah. When uh, we had some bodybuilders on the show, you know, they talk about eating the six, seven meals a day. And yeah. You know, constantly kind of, you know, flooding your body with nutrients is what they're trying to do. Um, I, I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of dedication, how much mm-hmm. these guys are eating. And then I was just kind of curious. I was like, I wonder how much the average person eats. And it was something like 14 times a day. Yeah. Oh, man. And I was like, yep. oh, my God. I was like, oh, yeah, eating, like any form of eating. Yeah. I, I buy that. Yeah, 14 yep. times a day. Sounds... Oh, yeah. You know, candy at the office. And I mean... And... Again, not judging. I was there myself, you yeah. know. And Every time you walk by something, you yeah. tend to want to grab it. And it's mindless. Yeah. People don't even realize. Uh, we have a Sunday night group meeting, like, kind of to keep people on um, track. And last night, a woman said, I actually tracked, like, because we encouraged her. And she said she actually tracked, and she was surprised how much she was at eating. how much she was eating. And mm. she thought she was doing keto right but it was just that mindless eating where right. we sit at a computer and eat and like you said watch tv and eat like we don't eat what was what was and... mind opening is um a woman asked me to lead a keto trip in italy and i was like heck yeah i'll, mm-hmm. I'll do that so i taught italy while we went through or i taught keto through italy and what was interesting is even the drivers the truck drivers you name it they didn't drink or eat anything in their car they stopped at these gas stations, which were more like coffee shops, and they would sit and chit-chat, have a cafe au lait, get back in their car, brought nothing with them in the car. Mm. It's not that mindless. They, it they was yeah. sit even down drinking, and... though, because, I mean, I have water and stuff in the car, right? right? But no, to them, you stop and enjoy every bite, you stop and right. enjoy every drink, and then you do the rest of your life. I, I just thought that was really eye-opening as, you know, a 
dumb American. <laughs> I, I always, uh, like, whenever I'm about to go somewhere, I always think, like, I'm preparing for, for an apocalypse or something. I, I bring know. so much food with me all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I really probably don't need to eat this much, but, But it's nice know. to have it so yeah. you don't, uh, you know, we, yeah. I have beef sticks in my carry-on. Yeah. You don't deviate. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys uh, work it out where you plan ahead? You mentioned the frozen pizzas and the freezer, and how do, how do you do some other things? Um, usually when we when I travel, I always get like an extended stay hotel or something, and I go I take the Uber right to a grocery store, pick mm-hmm. up some food, you know, stock the fridge when I'm traveling, and that's how we travel like most of the time. Is extended stay? You got the kitchen or yeah. a, a condo, something like yep. that. And some people think it's a lot of work. Hey, I'd rather be on the beach swimming than sitting at a restaurant any day. Yeah, that's like in Maui. We do the same thing. We got a condo with a kitchen, and so we just stock the fridge. I go like every two days. I'll go and pick up some fresh new, fish. Fresh fish. Yeah, yeah. The local little local uh, grocery store gets fresh fish twice a day. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, there's nothing better. I love to go out to eat, but I'm the same as you guys. Where it's like, man, that takes a long time. You know, I would sitting, rather do something fun. You're <laughs> sitting there. You're sitting there forever. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, no matter where you go, and it seems like nowadays it takes longer than it used to for some reason, but. Oh. It just seems like it takes, you're just carving out like an hour. Yeah. And sometimes it is nice to get served. It's nice to have, you know, someone else kind of waiting on you and that kind of stuff. But once you start getting the habit of cooking at home, being in control of what you're consuming, there's nothing better than that. I mean, it feels so much better. And like you said, then it leaves more time to do something else. Yes. Something more productive with your time. Totally. Yeah. And one of our boys absolutely love her protein noodle lasagna, which is, so this is something we'll make like, again six big things of on a Sunday and, freeze. and freeze for the week. It's basically you take the noodles out and you replace them with like thinly shaved chicken breast, mm. like deli meat. Wow. Replace like the Apple noodles. Like or something like that. It, Good quality. We have so many people say it's better than but the most original. Most people don't even know it's not a noodle because it's kind of slimy like a noodle. Right. Yeah, they're like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And it's it, chicken. Yeah. yeah. Chicken, like deli wow. meat. Yeah, like, I've never heard of that. Like you can crazy. get organic deli chicken, like right. Applegate Farms or whatever, and we just use that and they love it. They, and... You make that, put it, if you know, for prep, if you put it in single serving sizes, pop it in the freezer, you pull it out, warm it up. How, how old are the kids, did you say? Seven and nine. And then like, what's their interaction with other kids? How does that, how does some of that work? Well, we do, I'll say... We, Craig homeschools. I don't. <laughs> He's a patient one. But, you know, like, they they have their friends and birthday parties, and they go to... They have flag football flag practice football with their friends. And, and uh, karate and that type of stuff. And if there's any activity, we'll just say, you know, no food, no food. Just, you know, we'll bring, if there's a, if it's a meal that's required, like mm-hmm. a camp, we'll just pack a lunch for them. And... Right. Yeah. But they, you know, they joke that they're carnivore dinosaurs and the other yeah. kids are like i want to be a carnivore dinosaur <laughs> yeah. too you know so we try to not make it a big deal and they know a lot about food and stuff just because they hear me talk i saw right, i saw one us. of them peeking in here and so he knows where sugars are hidden mm. where other kids may not and i was like you know what micah hun not everybody likes to know it all. So even though you want to help, <laughs> yeah. let's try to keep that to mommy. and Don't tell know, the other kids yeah, that's not good you know, for them. Right. Because we just don't want to be, you know, the right. sugar police. And then what if they do eat some carbs here and they there? They usually or... say that they don't want to do it again because they feel so ill. <laughs> right. And so I think that's like what but I was... do you guys try to prevent it or are you just like, you know, just well, let it happen? You know, we like let them, we They're with a buddy it. and they eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich together or something. Right. Like, does that happen? That kind of thing happen? Or... Not really usually... at this age. I mean... Still a little young, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll say, does that cupcake have sugar? And I'll say, yeah. And, no. you know, it's your choice. 
But they were like, can we make cupcakes when we get home? And I'm like, absolutely. Or if it's a birthday party, we'll just bring some cupcakes to share, right? Right. So they can have an option while they're there. Right. And most moms that I, I mean, we know most of the moms. Right. They're more than happy to have. So they can have some cake too. And not Do you have some uh, parents that are like outspoken about it? Or what about like maybe not to your face, but what about like on the internet? Some people kind of like, hey, oh. man, like, oh. you'll always find haters. You have... Yeah, I know. Yeah. But... I find haters all the time. And that's just <laughs> yeah. like. But there's some people that are like, hey, kids need carbs. And but I, they I mean... don't. Yeah, well, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, well, I'm just saying these people might. Yeah, I mean, we don't get as much of that, I don't think, as some people. We used it. to. You'll get it now. Yeah, <laughs> get it from this crowd, probably. Yeah. But, you know, we just, we've always prided ourselves on following the science and the biology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, like I was talking about those studies with the uh, seizure control. Yeah, you stunt, stunt growth when you don't have the carbs, but it wasn't the carbs, it was a lack of protein. Right. And so, they were underweight. I mean... Um, Kai was, well, one and a half and he was like a newborn. Like I held him in mm-hmm. this baby carrier while I would cook all the time. When and they Micah, got, they were on the, about 4% on the height and weight charts, barely registering. Wow. And what are they now? And within a year they were 50% and two years they were, you know, 70, 80%. Wow. So, I so, mean, you, you met them. I think yeah. they're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they run races with me because they love it, you oh, know, that's cool. and so, yeah, the Twin Cities Marathon was this last weekend and they have like a family run and stuff and um, they're like the Energizer bunnies. Do you guys eat any carbs, like any fruits or anything or nuts or uh, We joke that, yeah, in we eat like tomatoes, olives. cucumber, olives. So mainly like vegetable well, those sources. Are, well, those are technically fruits. Yeah. Right. Okay. So gotcha. it's kind of a Just, joke. Yeah. Like yeah. I made a, I made a fruit salad. Um, in one of my cookbooks and it was like a Greek, avocado. It was like yeah. a Greek salad, you right. know, with cucumbers, yeah. tomatoes, olives, you know, that right. Kind of stuff. But you know, our boys will get like seasonally get berries. If, if strawberries and raspberries yeah. are in season, we'll get those for them and they'll enjoy those. But again, I'm not a short order cook. So it's kind of like if I'm writing a cookbook, everybody's like, what are you eating? It's like that cookbook, Whatever you know, we're because we're like baking. taste testing that type of stuff. You know? Right. So, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, we, you know. Probably like tomatoes, you know, we yep. lost tomato sauces and those kind of sources for yeah. carbs. I, I'm just trying to think of whatever. But you we know, do mom... lean towards more carnivore than. Yeah. I mean, it just so makes like it no easier. specific carbohydrates like rice or potatoes oh, no. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. No. No, we haven't had that for, I don't know, decades. Uh, yeah, more than <laughs> I mean, uh, 10, 12 years for been, me. Yeah. It's been a long time. You know, you were saying you had uh, some acid reflux. Yes. And uh, some people would think like to eat like meat would be like the exact opposite, no. right, of, of what would. So how, how did this style of diet help? Um, gluten and dairy are, if you cut gluten and dairy, that acid reflex will probably go away. Mm. I mean, if you look at Prilosec and those acid blockers, it says do not take for longer than two weeks. Right. So when I work with people overseas, like in Europe, they don't use it longer than two weeks. Here they're but years. But here, I mean, my dad was put on it for like, I don't know. Or how years. long? Yeah, the people chewing on the tums and everything oh, else, I right? Oh, I know. Yeah. And that, that's such a terrible calcium, and that calcium builds up in your arteries and it's stones, like kidney stones, kidney stones, and... gallstones, all of that type of stuff. But when you cut gluten and dairy and get rid of the inflammation, and when I say that, I mean get rid of the sugar carbohydrates, that acid reflux will go away. Mm. You know, that's so interesting. What What do you guys think about uh, the carnivore diet? You know, like where people have, have been talking so much about this diet, and there's, you know, a lot of people going back and forth on it. What are your thoughts on it? I I guess I'm a I don't like to count anything. Like the whole idea of counting points or anything, it gives me a headache. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's just easy. 
Yeah, it, I think, you know, a couple things. If if your goal is weight loss, it can be, like you said, a really good way to do it. And you can be keto and not really have to track much. Right. Because you just eat simple. the animal proteins and, right. and you don't get any carbs and it makes it easy, right? Less meal uh, prep. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think in general, again, you know, like in our book, we talk about these micronutrients, you know, and the animal proteins are so nutrient dense. So I think if you did it right and included kind of nose to tail eating, so you ate the liver and the heart and everything right. and got all those nutrients, I don't think you're really deficient in anything. I think you can do it and right. I think it's a perfectly valid lifestyle that you can lead. You know, we like onions and yeah. tomatoes well, and flavor, some, right? you know. dairy and stuff, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's inherently a problem with it right. from that standpoint. Yeah, it's actually a really, a really interesting thing because it doesn't seem like anyone really knows. Obviously, the human body was designed to do all kinds of things. Yeah. I'm sure that we could live off of fruit for a very long <laughs> yeah. time or we could live off of what, whatever. You can live off of all kinds of different things because we're designed to survive, I think, right? Yeah. So, but it's interesting when you hear people talking about it and they're like, well, what, you know, you're not eating any fiber. Like, how are you going to the bathroom? And how's <laughs> Newborn this babies go poo all the time and they don't get any fiber. Yeah, right. And milk, think about people no with fiber. diverticulitis, Crohn's, colitis. I see that every day in my practice. Right. You know what the doctor tells them to do? Get rid of the fiber and eat the white stuff mm. because the fiber is causing a lot of intestinal damage and irritation to that gut right so why not get rid of it before it comes a problem there's even a study that looked at uh removing the fiber and it actually improved constipation yeah because it causes bulk to the stools right but i was gonna say i work with um this doctor out of new york who's this amazing fertility doctor people come from all over the world and I spoke there, what, two weeks ago or something. And he says, variety isn't the spice of life. It's the spice for disaster. Because if you think about it, you go to a buffet, you fill your plate up. When you get bored <laughs> of a flavor, you move on to the next flavor. <laughs> right. So you yeah. know what he eats every day? Eating all those flavors I from different know. continents. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he eats a big old ribeye every day. He eats once a day. A big old ribeye and my keto ice cream. That's what he eats every day. And that's it. That's it. And he's like, I'm, he lost a lot of weight and he has a lot of success with making his patients eat keto because if you think about cholesterol makes healthy hormones so when you're deficient in these hormones and causing fertility issues cholesterol makes healthy hormones right and so i just wish i would have put that piece together a long time ago but i have these two awesome kids (laughs) yeah uh, yeah the uh cholesterol has actually been you know shown to do all kinds of positive things as well yeah and you know they even the fda has finally backed off of the you know dietary cholesterol issue so yeah, the carnivore diet, I think, you know, it's just, uh, I just don't think a lot of people really know because like with, even with terms of the vitamins and minerals, it's like, well, if we're not eating all this other stuff that messes up our, our body, then maybe we don't need as many vitamins and minerals and stuff <laughs> like that, Amen right? to that because like the more sugar you have in your diet, the phagocytic index, that's how much you intake vitamin C, mm-hmm. um, that level, when you have a lot of sugar in your diet, you can't intake a lot of vitamin C into your cells. And so you need a lot more vitamin C when you eat a lot of sugar. But when you get rid of all of the sugar and carbohydrates, your vitamin C demand goes down. Scurvy, they actually go with each other. Yeah. The lower carb you eat, the less vitamin and C so you eat. And so that's just one example. We don't know how many other examples go right. along with that. And I would say fiber probably fits in there too. Like yeah. if you're not eating a bunch of, you know, huge uh, variety of food, you yeah. probably don't need tons and tons of fiber. Yeah. We don't really eat Your gut microbiome will shift depending on what you eat. And, and it can actually shift very rapidly, like within days. And mm. people talk about probiotics, prebiotics. 
prebiotics, you think um, are carbohydrates and the, the fiber and things like that, you actually get a lot of prebiotics in um, connective tissue. So if you're mm. eating the ribs, if you're eating the chicken wings, you're getting the prebiotic fiber Collagen, there. Collagen, glucosamine. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about. chicken wings. <laughs> My kid loves those. And they're so easy to just throw them into a toaster oven. Yeah, oh, they're, they're fantastic. Super easy. We had yeah. some the other day. I used to always go out for wings and get them fried because I didn't know what I was doing yet, but <laughs> I've cleaned so, that up since. They're so easy, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you guys first start people on a keto diet, do you have them having a little bit higher percentage of, of fats and things like that? We rep- Just to kind of get them the, a little boost into it, or is it yeah, just kind of a blanket we, thing? Yeah, we, on our meal plans, we have like some fat bombs if you need. If to, needed. Because some people, the hunger is like, you know outrageous because yeah. they're just coming from a different lifestyle and so and they might there have are... leptin resistance and things that they're just not having the signaling that i'm full yeah and so adding some extra fat bombs or treats at that first few weeks can be helpful to help them keep on track keep those cr- cravings away yeah. uh but we always say you know once the hunger subsides get rid of that stuff and just yeah. focus on the real food and some people want to just rip the band-aid off and do it right you know right what are you guys tracking? Tracking anything? Tracking ketones? Tracking calories? Tracking carbs? Well, higher ketones do not mean higher results. Yeah, we, that that's one misconception as well, is that maybe ketones have to be at this level to be really doing I'm well. I'm a 4.1. Yeah. I know. Everybody see, back up. Yeah. Yours are probably low because you're an athlete. Mine are really low because right. I'm working out if in you're a active, you know, fasted and, state. And the longer your keto, the lower your blood ketones will actually be. Because your body gets more efficient at using them. Right. And so unless you're in a therapeutic state where like for seizures or, you know, Alzheimer's or something like that, where you want high blood ketones, um, it don't even worry about them. Yeah. You know, it's not even real. It's just worry about getting the carbs low Do you enough. have people just to check? Some people, you have people like Gadget Guy over here that mm-hmm. like it, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a minimalist. I don't like gadgets. Yeah. So once, yeah. I mean, once you, once you're doing the diet and once you have some of the benefits of it, it's, at that point, it's like, who really cares? Right. But I guess if you're still troubleshooting, maybe right. you want to know, right? And some yeah. people, if they want to add in some carbohydrates or, you know, kind of right. play around with some different foods, um, you See know. the effects. Yeah. And then what about uh, calories or anything like that? Any tracking of any of that kind um, of stuff? You know, our meal plans are in a, a, a tight um, range, but. We usually just focus on the macros first and, you know, it's keep carbs low enough, hit your protein goal. So you got enough amino acids around for your mm-hmm. lean mass. And then fat, you just adjust, you know, based on your goals. A little bit less if you're not losing enough weight, a little bit more if you want to stop losing weight. I'm really a sensitive person, and I don't like to look at, like, Amazon reviews or anything like that. And he's like, oh, you just got the best bad review on Amazon. And I was like, I don't want to know. He's like, no, it's great. They say, I hate this diet. I'm always full. It's like, that (laughs) is the point, that you do not have, you're not hangry anymore. You'll get hunger. But you're not like hangry. I remember that like 11, at 11 o'clock, I was like so hungry. I couldn't even focus at work, you know, and it's just different now. You'll get yeah. hunger, but it's manageable, you know, and that's yeah. why a lot of people don't like this diet because they do like eating a lot of times. Yeah. They, you know, like I have family members that <laughs> won't do this because they like to eat multiple snacks throughout the day. Um, I would rather have it, you know. Let's, let's get the work done, you know, but right. I'm a worker bee, so I like it. Yeah. One of our friends, uh, Stan Efforting, he has a diet that he calls the vertical diet. And the vertical diet is the promotion of basically eating more. It like teaches you to eat more. And it's, it's for people that do like bodybuilding and powerlifting. And it's, 
it's kind of on the high end performance of like athletics, like trying to squeeze the most juice out of everything. Yeah. So yeah. he tries to just cover every basis he can. And you basically, for lack of a better communication, you just try to cram in as much food as you possibly can. And you're yeah. not, it's not, uh, you know, it's not without a lot of thought. He's put a lot of thought into the diet and it's, um, it's working really well for a lot of people. But I think that people don't understand that there's these opposite ends of the spectrum and you can pick and choose and you can like you can pick and choose what style of diet that you're on. And even within a ketogenic diet, as you mentioned, you've been doing you both been doing it for years. The way that you started is not the way that you're doing it now. And the way that you're doing it now won't be the way that you're doing it in three years from now. Like you're going to kind of shift and move. And just because these diets kind of promote a certain thing doesn't mean that you can't adjust it. So right. with this vertical diet, um, people are eating carbs, you know, at every meal and they're having six meals a day. And they don't realize that if you want to do it for weight loss, it'd actually be very easy. You just cut out a couple of those carbohydrate <laughs> meals and you yeah. would be there because he, pr- he promotes uh, to eat a lot of meat and nutrient-dense foods, yeah. all the same things you guys are saying. Um, he just doesn't, this this particular diet's not a ketogenic yeah. style diet, you know. So it's it's interesting to me that you can kind of move things around quite a bit within all these diets. Well, and know? actually, some of the first people out there to do carnivore did it because of what their body was doing, right? Uh, they, uh, I have Lyme disease, which is a nasty condition, um, and it causes a lot of inflammation in the body, so you get a lot of pain. Um, these people were doing keto and seeing a lot of improvement. They took it to carnivore and saw even better improvements. So, like you said, they're adjusting. That's my brother's experience, yeah. Yeah, adjusting based on their body, they just feel better. And And if you feel better, go for it. There's a girl who I know, Amber the Carnivore, and she... Sounds ferocious. (laughs) I know, right? Well, she has severe bipolar disorder, but if she eats carnivore, she's off all of her medicine. Mm. And she has no symptoms whatsoever. But even spices... A lot of people don't even realize that cinnamon, there's carbohydrates and cinnamon and spices and stuff. Right. So she has to be aware of that. But if she eats strictly carnivore, she's just fine. No medication. And it's any, all, any and this is like not diet or like weight loss related whatsoever. Yeah. It's just mental health. Um, so it's just how inflammation can be anywhere. Well, I think that diet and exercise can affect <clears throat> oh. every, everything. And yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it shouldn't shock anybody. At this point, I mean, you exercise and a lot of times you're like, oh, I, yeah. I feel better. Yep. Or you just even like, you know, you just, uh, you just get your heart rate up. Yeah. You go do something. It doesn't have to be like this rigorous, hard exercise thing. Yeah. You go out for a walk, go out for the, a walk right now in the sunlight yep. and go walk around the block. You'll feel amazing. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Getting outside <laughs> is so important for our kids and for us. We, oh, absolutely. We, if always. I'm in a bad mood, he's like, do you want to go for a run? Like, yep. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, going you know. for a walk or and then even the type of types of food that we eat, yeah. it should be no of no surprise to anybody that it's not only affecting the way that our bodies appear. Yeah. I think that that's what everyone's kind of their goal is like, oh, I just want to lose weight. But it's like you wouldn't even be talking about weight loss if you understood what it could do for your brain. Yeah. I mean, the impact a, is so big. A lot of people start the keto <clears throat> diet for other reasons. Weight loss is a side benefit. Yeah. Well, it, Time and time again with our clients, the weight loss is just a ben- a, a bonus because yeah. they feel so much better. They have so much better focus and moods and energy, yeah. you know, and they just feel so good. They can believe how good they can feel. Now, some people will say that, you know, on other styles of diets that if you uh, just lose weight, period, 
that you'll end up experiencing a lot of the benefits that you guys have talked about with the ketogenic diet. How do you guys kind of feel about uh, claims like that? Like, are you guys kind of for like, hey, whatever way you want to lose some weight, like if it worked for you, that's fantastic. Or are you guys pretty much just kind of keto all the way? Well, <laughs> I think number one, yeah, if, if they've seen benefits and done certain, you know, great, that's, that's great for them. Uh, what we've seen with certain things says there's something else there. Mm. Yeah. Like, for example, one, one whole slide that I have in this presentation is MS. There's no cure for MS. But we have had clients who have gotten off their so medications. Many. Somebody who hadn't, hadn't walked on their heels with their heels for 20 years and is now doing that. Wheelchair. Because their feet were in so much pain, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they were seeing big improvements. I don't think, I think there's something else there. Because it wasn't weight loss. It right. Was, and. Mm. That reminds me of Kiki with alopecia. Mm. She had no hair. And I lifted weights with this woman for, I don't know, five years. I, d I thought maybe she had cancer. I never talked to her before. And she came up to me. She's like, can I work with you? And so we changed her diet. And she was a professor. And so I didn't see her for the whole school year. And then she came back in the summertime with a bandana on. She always wore a bandana. And she came up to me with tears in her eyes. And she took mm. her bandana off. She said, I had my first haircut in 20 oh, years. Wow. You know, like you can't do that food, on Weight Watchers. Bad food inputs can cause a lot of these problems. And, you know, cutting out things like uh, gluten and dairy. dairy and these things just can Those really reverse a lot of these disease processes in some diseases, people. You know? It's such an interesting thing because for some people it doesn't bother them at all, you know? So yeah. they can eat these certain foods. And so then we end up with this wide array of information, you know, of this person saying, oh, like if you just follow a well-balanced diet and you start to lose some weight, then... Every all your a lot of your problems will heal up, and if you exercise, but meanwhile that's probably not true. They probably need to if go. If they have through an autoimmune sort of, disorder, yeah, no, right? Yeah, and you know autoimmune disorders are on the rise for a reason. I actually think any disorder. Yeah. Personally, like yeah. I just think, I think you know that these other diets can definitely help with a lot of things. And when you lose weight and you manage your you body, you manage your body fat levels. A lot of people are going to feel better, but. When you think about someone that has like something crazy going, well, I shouldn't say crazy. <sighs> think about when somebody has something like bipolar disorder or, um, or just any of these other disorders that are, that are really, um, impacting their life and impacting the health of their mind. Um, I think these ketogenic diets are, are at least worth and a carnivore diet. Yeah. It's at least worth a shot. Yeah. You know, I don't mean like trying it for two or three weeks. Yeah. I think that you have to try it for a year. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. you have to really try it. And what, but what if, you know, what if it could be the thing that absolutely changes your life forever? Absolutely. As a female, you know, when you have a bad hair day, that's like a make or yeah. break a deal, right? <laughs> and this woman, Kiki, didn't have any hair. And so for, for her years. to be able to go and sit in a salon and have a haircut meant the world to her. Yeah. You know, and. That's worth any diet. And she did not need to lose anyway. She was little. We, right. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that the, the impact that it can have. And I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's just going to, you know, I'm going to drop 15 pounds yeah. and drop 20 pounds. But That's it, just a it benefit. can help with all different kinds of things. I mean, I think diabetes and um, I guess heart disease is, you know, people are still kind of weighing their options in terms of the fat. And the, I know, I know the, the cholesterol, right? Everyone's always freaking out about yeah. a lot of that stuff. What have you seen with your clients in terms of like their heart health 
and uh, consuming more fat and being on a keto diet. Coronary artery calcium score, it's where they do a MR or a CT scan of the heart arteries. And yeah, we have see... Dr. Davis William coming in, or coming in soon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He Wheat called belly. me. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he called me about He's amazing. It, 15 yeah. years or I don't know how long ago. Oh, I almost wow. fell over. I was like, <gasps> Dr. I was like, Davis. He's like my celebrity crush. That was awesome. <laughs> But, you know, the calcium score, really, it shows you directly how much plaque is in the arteries. Mm -hmm. So that's heart disease, right? Right. Um, coronary artery disease. So we've had tons of clients that get those scans, and they're zero. And a perfect example of this is uh, one of our clients, her husband's a doctor. Heart surgeon. He, heart surgeon. He was always on her case about her cholesterol levels because her cholesterol was in the high 200s, 300 range. He was always really low. Well, they got a new uh, machine in that does ca calcium scores. Well, we told them. Get them done. So he said, okay, well, let's get it done. She goes in. Her score was zero. Zero arterial plaque, even though her cholesterol has always been in the like, right. 300s. He said, okay, you, you do it. And he's like, okay, they're kidding around. Like He's had low cholesterol, like 160s his whole life. There's not going to be any issue. He had like 500. Which wow. is like. Which is like a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah. Right. And it was, number one, it was good that they found this out because now Absolutely. they can do so, take some action on it. Here's the two examples. You know, she was following yeah. keto. She had high cholesterol. Well, and that's and what's frustrating. It's like women, when we go through perimenopause, menopause, or if you have thyroid disorders, cholesterol makes healthy hormones. So if you have low hormone output, whether it be your progesterone, estrogen, your thyroid, whatever it is, if that's low, your cholesterol is going to try to get, it's going to go elevated mm -hmm. and try to get those hormones to work. In right. menopause, your progesterone and estrogen are not going to respond. So your cholesterol stays elevated. And guess what? Doctors mistakenly put you on statin drugs. Yeah. You know? And, and it inhibits the hormone production even more because you get less cholesterol. A Dave Feldman did my cholesterol, and it was really high. I'm a hyperlipid responder. That's what his definition was. And that's be mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm the definition. I'm an athlete, female athlete that, you know, is eating keto. And I don't know. He just said, you have nothing to worry about. Everything else is on par. Your triglycerides right. and all of that. Um, it's just There's so many health markers. Cholesterol isn't the only one, right? right. You know, A1C is a great marker. It tells you your, your average blood sugar and how stable your blood, if you've been spiking your blood sugar really bad and right. causing those problems or not. Um, there's other things like CRP, which is an inflammation marker. You know, these type, there's all these other markers that are so much better at telling you what kind of health you have than just the cholesterol. What's uh, the biggest challenge in helping people that you guys Food face? Food pushers, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> biggest challenge um you know i think for us personally it's getting the word out there fast enough with us we have so many yeah, clients and so much i guess like you said we'll get a lot of haters here like sometimes i'm glad i'm not as popular as you <laughs> because the people we do help mm -hmm. they're pretty passionate it's about not us. about how many follows you have yeah. it's your engagement oh yeah you guys right? have, you guys have actually physically probably worked with or come close to just about everybody you work you're that's a fan right right yeah. and that's that's really powerful yeah you that's know huge. It, rather than having a bunch of people that you know i don't know yeah i mean i think it's that's been one of our biggest benefits for our business is that we have such strong engagement it's a lot of it's word of mouth right right if you have somebody who had that happen with ms and their symptoms Right. They're going to tell everybody. Yeah. And yeah. They're going to tell everybody what they did. And they're fanatical they about it. Yeah. yeah you be, they become fanatics that really want to spread the word. And that's our whole business has been that Just way from the mouth. beginning is we, don't, we haven't, haven't spent a dime on advertising ever. 
And it's all been word of mouth from the beginning. And it's all because of the success. What's just the biggest challenge with like uh, helping a client? You know, you get someone through the door, they want to do it, they're paying, they're excited. They're on week three, but they keep screwing up. Habits, I think. I think habits are really hard to break. Um, I grew up on a bed night snack. I swear my mom thought we were going to die if we didn't eat right before bed. Hmm. We weren't even hungry. And she's like, bed night snack time. I was like, okay. Sounds great. And (laughs) mentally, as a grown-up, you know, going into college, I wasn't hungry. And I remember, like, dealing with these emotional battles where I wasn't hungry, but my mind was telling me, this is bed night snack time. And I think... You know, I was glad I had to change my diet as a young age because now I have friends, um, you know, that are getting in their 40s and they're like, how do I break these habits? But they were on my swim team or whatever, and they could eat whatever they wanted. They would go to the ice cream shop every day after practice where I couldn't do that. And I understood that at 16, Mm. but they could always eat whatever they wanted, right? But you can be skinny and a diabetic, right? It's, It's about how stuffed your cells are. And so now, you know, having those habits for many decades, it's, they're hard to break. And also yeah, food it's, pushers. It's really just shifting the perspective. You know, like, again, another one like movie theaters. Yeah. Got to munch on popcorn. You know, it's all yeah. these habits that we have that we got to try to get through or substitute with something healthier or a healthier habit. Right. You know, make a, make a different habit that you do. Maybe some yoga before bed, yeah. you know. And, do clients have a lot of access to you guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that way you can kind of talk them off a ledge if yeah. Yeah, they're losing their way a little bit, right? Yeah, and, and food pushers are real. We deal with them ourselves, you know, yeah. especially at the holidays and stuff like that. I'm a stubborn German, so, like, I'm <laughs> fine with it, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, food pushers are real. What's interesting is somebody's trying to cut alcohol or cigarettes. You don't push you, them. You don't push them. You support them. But yeah. if someone's trying to cut out sugar or carbohydrates... Man, the food pushers come out of the woodwork. It's we talk really about sad. that a lot here. You yeah. tell someone that you're on a diet, like even it doesn't even matter what diet, but if you say keto diet, someone's gonna be like, "All that is all that fat healthy for but you?" It's we, like, oh, I don't think it is healthy. Yeah. If you're doing bulletproof coffee right. and fat bombs, right. I do yeah. think it's gonna cause heart especially long term. If yes. you actually look at a lot of our clients' diets, if they do an honest accounting of, of what they're eating, after before and after. The fat doesn't really change that much. I They're bet. already eating high fat and high carb. You're just cutting the carbs out, yeah. and that Chips helps. Have us a lot of fat. to America. Yeah, yeah Chips exactly. have a lot of fat. Cookies have a lot of fat. Donuts have a lot of fat. Yeah. You know, we're just cutting those carbohydrates. Well, and the same thing can be said, and the same thing can be said about carbs. Is people don't really realize how many carbs they're eating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because these, uh, a lot of these, like cookies and stuff. I mean. The interesting thing is there's way more calories coming from fat in a lot of those foods, but there's so much sugar in them. You're just having this abundance of sugar all day long and just processed crap. Right. And it's all about oxidative priority. When you have all of those different foods, carbs, protein, fats, even alcohol, throw that in the mix. That's a concoction for absorbing. Fat storage. Yeah, fat storage. (laughs) Because oxidative priority is where the, the process in which your body processes full. Uh, right. fuels the the order alcohol is number one and it goes all the way down to fat so it's alcohol ketones if you take an exogenous ketone protein carbohydrates fat that's the order and it makes a lot of sense if you think about your body and your biology which ones that got the biggest storage site fat you can store that away easy so it makes the last priority alcohol there's no storage Toxic. capacity for alcohol you get too high a blood alcohol you can die 
the body's got to take care of that first right and get it taken care of and burned off and out of your system before it moves on to the next fuel right and so when you have a, a meal that's high in everything well while <laughs> it's dealing with the earlier stuff all the other stuff's going to get stored yeah what I always like about the diet is I always feel it's actually easiest one for me to follow. Yeah. It's the mm -hmm. easiest one for me to follow and actually manage the calories. A lot of times, even, um, well, until more recently when I actually did a bodybuilding show, but when I have more carbs uh, in the diet, I tend to have more cravings, yeah. e even with healthy carbs. I could have healthy carbs in the diet. I could have rice, potatoes, this and that. Um, and I'll want to go off the rails. You know, yeah. I'll want to I'll wanna eat something. That's uh, sweet, yep. but yeah. on a keto diet, it's it's the only diet that, that uh, or not the only diet, but it's one of the few diets I've been able to really follow and manage the caloric intake yeah. uh, throughout the day. You guys have people count calories or they, I know you kind of mentioned they- Focus more on macros. Yeah. Protein was the kind of the main thing you yeah. said, right? right? So what is the protein recommendation? Like where do you kind of start? It's about uh, 0.8 times your lean mass. Yeah, about so 0.8 times lean mass, you yeah. know? So- you know, that's a, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a good amount though. Yeah. yeah. And, and if there's athletes or things, we're going to go up to maybe one times your lean mass. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a it's overload, not, no. yeah. but it's also not So people low. are like high protein is like, it's not a high protein. We just want to make sure you hit your protein goal because you cannot make muscle on fat. Like it's just right. physics. Yeah. You um, need amino acids right. to rebuild and it's how much you have to rebuild. That's, uh, was one of the things when I first started a ketogenic diet, um, I did a ketogenic diet in the like mid nineties and messed around with it, uh, from that point on, on and off, like my whole life basically. But when I did it more recently and kind of heard some of the information that was coming out about the, this is like a couple of years ago, but bulletproof coffee and stuff, yeah. I was like, okay, let me try some of these things. And that didn't work, work well for me. It yeah. didn't, it didn't work great for me. Um, I was able to, you know, uh, do a little bit of fasting or what I was kind of calling a fat fast, which is just, you know, having, you know, something like the bulletproof coffee and then waiting to like two or three or whatever and eating a little bit yeah. later, but I wasn't dumping in like enormous amounts. Like other friends I was, yeah. I was talking to, they were having these you know, huge <laughs> servings of fat and, and, and they're like, oh, you know, my morning coffee is like 500 calories. Yeah, I was, right? like, I was yeah. like, whoa. I was if like, you sit down to seven, eight eggs. You're going to get calories. bored of that, yeah. but it's you just... can easily chug down. I've seen it in my kids. You can chug down that fat within seconds. Yeah. And yeah. so for me, I was just blending up like, uh, just a, like half teaspoon of butter oh, in the yeah. coffee. You know That's what I mean? It's not, like just yeah. a little drop in the bucket yeah. just to add some fat to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Little yeah. things like that. But that's kind of a common mistake I see people making with the keto diet. They just want to start pouring oil <laughs> yeah. all over everything. Yeah. It's like, well, let's slow down no, a little bit. No, like having yeah. a big old steak is going to have enough fat in it. You don't need to add a stick of butter to it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, people a, a pat, think that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they think that the steak is too much protein. No, check yourself. It has right. enough fat in it to make yeah. it keto. You don't need to add right. a stick of butter. Yeah, they think that this is actually going to help me, so I'm going to... Yeah, because your ketones will get higher. Yeah, right. But it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, higher ketones <laughs> don't help. Right. But, but then you guys are going to deter everyone from MCT poop. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, you effect. want diarrhea? Yeah, dr that's... drink the MCT oil. Yeah. But that's the thing, too. A lot of people talking about poop, um, <laughs> uh, constipation mm -hmm. often goes along with the keto diet because mm -hmm. people are living off of dairy and nuts. That's why I wrote books that don't have dairy or nuts in them because those are big misconceptions. I'd like people to focus on real foods rather right. than that. What's wrong with nuts? 
They're very constipating, and yeah. the carbohydrates do add up, especially mm. if you're if you're on a diet. You're not going to eat a cupcake every day, but some right. people yeah. they eat like a keto cupcake every <laughs> keto day or a keto and, pancakes. You know. It's like you wouldn't do that on a diet, right? Like, let's move. First of all, let's get the sweet tooth gone, right? Um, but let's move to real food, and it's cheaper. People complain about the cost of almond flour and all of those things. Well. Sweeteners. We don't stuff. really use that. Yeah. You don't buy it. <laughs> yeah. We just, you know, we focus, focus on we have three foods. chest freezers that are filled with meat. Yeah. Killing sweet tooth and, and killing hunger is, is huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, that... I, I've never really suffered from having like a, a crazy appetite, but I do have a sweet tooth. Yeah. I love like mm-hmm. just ice cream and stuff like that. And so for me, the ketogenic diet was the only thing that ever killed that. Yeah. And it's still it... gone. I still don't have, I still don't have a sweet tooth. That anymore. is even one of the biggest sleep, powers. Though? What's that? Even with poor sleep, your yeah. hunger isn't satiated or uh, intense. No, yeah, I uh, I don't have a, a crazy like appetite. Okay, that's pretty much uh, when I was class. young. I used to eat a lot, but that was that was about yeah. it. When I was like a teenager, I used to be able to kill some food. But yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think maybe <laughs> so. In powerlifting, you can kind of have at it. Yeah. You know, you can kind of. It's not the best uh, way to go about doing things, but if you weigh more, you can lift more. Yeah. And so, you know, I got myself up to like 330 pounds and I was just slugging down whatever I could to kind of add more calories and be big. And I actually think that that killed my appetite (laughs) uh, pretty, pretty good. But getting on a uh, a keto diet also kind of taught me and utilizing some intermittent fasting. It it also taught me what real hunger was. I started messing around with some different fasts and I did 24 hour and 48 hour kind of, you know, I didn't use that a lot, but I just wanted to kind of see how it really felt. And when you start to really learn, like, okay, that's very small impulse to, like, want to eat. And you're like, but it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And you learn to just deal with it. You're like, that's, you yeah. know, you, and then you learn what real hunger is. Totally. And when you have real hunger and you don't feel great, you just eat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a muscle. You got to kind of flex that hunger yeah. to, to feel it again and get you, get that. Because we're used to just mindlessly, constantly yeah. eating and we never really feel any hunger. That's a good way of putting it. Do you guys sleep well? Yeah. I asked you about your hunger because if I don't sleep, and I find this with clients too, like that leptin and ghrelin Mm. hormone are like in way overdrive where um, if we have a wedding or a party or something and I don't sleep well, um, even though I'll still eat keto, that that dial is turned way up, you know? Yeah, more hunger. you know, so it takes more food to satiate you. So I just wondered, because you just mentioned your sleep. Yeah, to put it yeah. simply, when you don't get enough adequate sleep, um, you basically, it's like if you have the munchies when you smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. It is, all day, the next mm-hmm. day, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I think I heard you guys on another podcast talking about, like, the um, blue light and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, we had a really cool question. It came from, like, a couple episodes ago from a listener, and they asked, do you guys think um, if blue light affects our metabolism? Because I know it affects like the uh, the levels that you just talked about that are really big words that I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like actually like messing with your metabolism. Well, there's a lot that goes with circadian rhythm. Right. And like your hormones, you can determine your hormone and hormones kind of determine your metabolism. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with different, you know, blue light and. I don't yeah, know. I think. Uh, it's, it's hard to say, somehow. but yeah. I would, if, if you look at all the things connected to circadian rhythms, mm-hmm. and they even had a, a study that looked at surgeries done in the morning versus the afternoon oh, wow. for like heart surgery, and the outcomes were much better in the morning. So there's like this cycle that the body's naturally always going through where 
before you wake up, cortisol rises. Mm-hmm. That helps you wake up. So that's why it's also good to work out in the morning because your cortisol is already high. So you're not stimulating that, you know, in the evening right before bed, cortisol spiking when you're working out. That's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's going inter- to interfere with your sleep. So it's all about those cycles, you know, and, and blue light is an influencer of those cycles mm-hmm. because in the morning you get that blue light in your eye. The, in the back of our eyes, there's a, a receptor that connects to the SCN of the brain. That's the part of the brain that puts out melatonin. That makes you drowsy mm-hmm. and want to sleep. So when there's blue light, it turns it off. So no melatonin comes out. So that's what happens in the morning. Mm-hmm. In the evening, naturally, you're supposed to have less blue light. Sunsets, you know, not, we're not talking about today in our, our environments with mm-hmm. iPhones and lights mm-hmm. and that, you know, on, it, but in our history, in our evolution, it, that's when it went down and blue lights natu- or, or uh, melatonin started to naturally come out. So mm-hmm. that is all influenced by lights and the blue light. And I, I, I would not be at all surprised if there's key components of metabolism connected to that as well. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen those? Uh, it's for like um, areas where the sun actually won't rise when you need to rise. <sighs> They're like earplugs that light up. Oh, no, I haven't no, seen that. I was, man, I don't know. I'm really interested to see if those actually work. Yeah, there's huh. a movie like 30 Days of Night, which it's a terrible movie, <laughs> but uh, it's about Alaska. And I'm like, wow, I would, oh, I couldn't that would that. be so hard. <laughs> the sun doesn't come up for 30 days. And then it doesn't go down for 30 days either. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. would be really Mess hard for me. Mm-hmm. Rhythm, for sure, and sleep. Yeah. You guys are in Minnesota where it's real cold. So like in the winter. Yeah. You, you we take... got natural cold therapy. Yeah. 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 But uh, you guys take any supplements, take any vitamin D or anything like in the winter? Well, what's it's hard to get out or anything like that. I'm glad you brought that up. Our kids are from Ethiopia, which is right on the equator. And with adoption, you need to bring them to the United States to get all these tests done. Um, their orphanage was basically that kids play outside. Yeah. So they were outside all the time. Mm-hmm. Their vitamin D was in the low 30s. Which is, That's really shocking to live on the equator. Closer but to 50. They or... have natural, like they're dark. They have that mm-hmm. natural sunscreen. Right. And so we're just aware that even though that they do get a lot of light in the summer, because we're outside all the time, like yeah. we live outside, um, it's important to supplement with them. Um, Especially I, in the winter. You know, but and... everybody's very, very different. Um, you know, I'm fine in the summer, but in the winter, I definitely need to supplement. And I usually recommend about a thousand IUs per twenty-five pounds you weigh because mm-hmm. every vitamin, every cell of your body, fat cell, whatever cell, has a vitamin D receptor, and so right. that's why the need goes up. So yeah, I'm and a if big you look at studies on chronic disease and things relating to vitamin D levels, there's a strong correlation to a whole lot of bad stuff if your vitamin D levels are too low. But you don't want right. to be ignorant and just go crazy, <laughs> right. you know, because too high is not good either. Right. Uh, Always yeah. ask your doctor. I think yeah. it can help with your uh, insulin sensitivity yes. and stuff like that. Too, yeah, right? totally. Yep. Bone density, all kinds, all kinds of, right? Yeah. What about some other supplements? Gosh, I'm a big fan of supplements. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's just so many. Like, uh, even when you, you think You talk of, about a lot of supplements in, in your book as well? Yes, I do. Um, but, you know, just for example, most people, they start this keto diet and they're like, oh, I'm going to get some good quality salt. So they, you know, get on the sea salt or mm-hmm. Himalayan salt, which is great, but... We live in a world where we don't get enough iodine. Nobody's eating oysters like Craig, right? And I don't like oysters. And we don't have access to good quality seafood. And so what most people don't know is, you know, Morton salt is fortified with iodine. Right. And so... Doesn't that sometimes have other stuff in it too, like maltodextrin? Oh, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. There's a dextrose. And that's yeah. an anti-caking agent. But anything right. with OSE means sugar. 
So now salt has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just so saying, you know, it's good to switch to a good quality salt. Oh, maybe salt, just use a mix but here and there. a supplement of some sort of iodine. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. like getting your iodine in somehow. Like that's just an example. Like, right, sure, right. you're moving to a quality salt, but you're missing a key ingredient in your health. You know, low iodine could cause um, poor development in children. It can cause constipation. It can cause low moods, low thyroid, lots of different things. Yeah, thyroid, I think, is a big one, right? Yeah. What about, like, uh, potassium? Like, since you're not eating, like, uh, a lot of fruit, you know, where are you getting potassium from? Beef. Beef. If you look at, uh, we got some of those charts, you know, in our book. Beef is one of the best sources, uh, but. I think there's more, you know, you always think of uh, an avocado. Yeah. Having tons. Well, 100 grams of beef, just a steak has almost as much potassium. I mean, That's it's crazy. loaded with it. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, I um, run a lot and work out a lot and sweat. So my electrolytes needs are different than Craig's. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you just have to be careful because if you're on high blood pressure medication or anything like that, you just don't want to be like, oh, Maria said take potassium. Yeah, so I'm right. going to take potassium because there are medical interactions. So I never like to... That's why I'm like dancing around your question. Right, right. Oh, so you <laughs> always just, ask your doctor. You just use a supplement, basically. Um, yeah. When I'm right, if I'm in an environment uh, where I'm sweating a lot, yes. Right, but it all depends on the person too. Like yes. we have a lot of clients that come with chronic conditions, mm-hmm. right? And they've that could be from 20 years of eating nutrient deficient foods. Well, if you have a boost of vitamins, certain vitamins for their situation in the beginning, right. it can help. You know, kind of top the tank up, like, right? And, well, and potassium uh, can help. Uh, with blood pressure too, so it's like one yeah. of those, right. But blood pressure could, medication usually has it already in it, right? So that's right. why so you don't want to like overload. Dose. It's just like ma- uh, migraines. That's something I see every day with clients mm-hmm. and supplements. Not only diet, diets first. It's always first, but there are supplements that will make those, especially monthly migraines, go away. Yeah, you know, because diet isn't going to really help you at first, but you take those supplements, they'll be gone in a month. And what about some other convenient things like? Um... You guys make your own bone broth or anything like that, or or do you like buy like store bought bone broth? Like, what are some things you guys do that uh, help you stay on the diet? I guess. So in the summer, I like to be on my bicycle and like I, anything that will help me. Like, there's no judging. <laughs> there's really good products out there now. I do like to make my own bone broth, um, but when it's nice out, like Wisconsin, we have like three months of good weather. I'm gonna suck that up, okay? Yeah. Uh, so there's like kettle and fire broth. It's mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Broth. Like it's gelatin not, in it's it, like you know. gelatin. It's thick. It's not like going to the store. Right. Um, but, you know, I get that shipped to me. My mom will drink that. She has a lot of like um, joint pain that helps her and stuff like that. But there are some good, and I like to support those companies because I don't want them to go away. Yeah. Because they do make that transition a lot easier for people. No, yeah. I agree. That was, there's some great uh, snacks out there. You taste it and you're like, oh. Okay, that's pretty yeah. damn good. Like Mission Meats beef sticks. Love you guys. We always yeah. have those back. They're like one of the but only ones that doesn't have sugar in them. Mm. Even things like grass-fed beef, you know, butcher box. You, you ship can get it to mail to your house. Yeah. You don't even have to go to the store and you get I, I don't like to stuff. go shopping. I do not like to be under fluorescent lights and wait in line. And so most everything, I either hunt fish or it's mailed to me. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, slow cooker. Yeah. Um, what kind of things you guys cook in there? I'm sure a lot of this is in your book and stuff yeah. like that too, but um, what are some favorites? Well, there's Grandma Nancy's Italian beef. That's my mom. She turns uh, 70 in a week. Oh, cool. Happy birthday, Mom. Um, so there's Grandma Nancy's Italian beef. That's super easy, you know. That's 
Uh, short ribs are great. Short ribs. Oh, or those are barbecue, my favorite. Just barbecue ribs. ribs. Like make like a simple barbecue sauce mm-hmm. and throw the ribs in the slow cooker. And then um, what I what you like especially is if I throw them into a broiler oven to crisp the skin up. So they're like falling Afterwards. apart, but you to get a nice crispy burnt edge, you know? Right. Um, you could do chicken wings and then finish them in a broiler oven to get that crisp crispy skin. Um, you can even do my uh, protein noodle lasagna in a slow cooker. I actually uh, am editing a book right now. It's an instant pot slash slow cooker book. So it's not just, it's over 200 recipes and it's not just instant pot directions. It actually gives you the slow cooker too. So if you still love your slow cooker like I do, you can do it this way, but if you yeah. want to do it in your Instapot, this is how you do it. You guys have, have written books together, right? Yeah. Yep. Our book Keto cool. was written together. We did about half and half. He's the math guy, so he does usually the um, breakdown of nutritional information for me. And meal plans yeah. and stuff in the, I don't other, like to in do the that part. <laughs> in the cookbooks, yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and then you've written a, a a bunch of books, right? I mean, you've written like seems like over ten books or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is um, I was lifting weights, and uh, you just lost your job, and so I was a puddle because we tried to we were starting to adopt children, and he lost his job. And if you know anything about adoption, when you lose a job, that means you lose insurance, which means mm. you lose everything with that adoption. adoption and when you spend goes on hold, yeah, when you spend like twenty thousand dollars, and that goes away, and yeah. you have no money. Like, we lost our cars, we lost everything, and um, I was a rock climbing guide, and I had free membership to the gym, so I'm lifting weights, and this woman said, Maria, you should write a cookbook of the recipes you make to help raise money for your adoption. I don't want to cry That's where it started. (laughs) But that's where it started, and it just went gangbusters, and now we have these two beautiful children, and um, yeah, that, like, it gave me a reason to wake up in the morning. And uh, that's where my happy place is. I'm an introvert, if you <laughs> can't tell. Um, I do like to help people, but um, I would prefer to be in the woods hunting or something like that. And uh, I just like to be in the kitchen and with my kids. And so that's why yeah. it's easy. How to did uh, this adoption thing come about? I mean, you mentioned your yeah. uh, medical issues. Yeah. But like, as- yeah. Aside from that. Aside from that, like I told him, you know. Like, like I adopting said, kids from Ethiopia is oh, Ethiopia is a very brave thing uh, to get into. Well, like, I told him, you know, when we fell in love, I was 17 and we got married. I wasn't even 21 yet. And I said, you know, told him about my, you know, PCOS. And he's like, that's okay. We'll adopt kids. And um, the man who married us, our pastor was from Ethiopia. Um, and he just encouraged us. And it really is a beautiful country. Um, I just had so many friends that was... They, they have adopted or tried to adopt from the U.S. And, you know, the, the children were with them for a few months and then mm. the birth parent would come, come back. back. And it or... just kind of, I guess I was more afraid of losing. Yeah, brutal. I know, yeah, losing yeah, these children that I love. Right? Yeah. Um, where, you know, we cross the the border. They're, they're your kids. They're your kids. You know? Right. There's yeah. no way of going back. Um, so so that guess... was part of it, you know, and it was, um, like you said, our, our pastor at the time, he was there a lot, so we we started looking into the country, and, the, and it was there's a like beautiful place to visit. Mi- I think there's two million, or actually, there's more than that, uh, under the age of thirteen yeah. orphans in Ethiopia. And what was really sad is when we were walking around the streets um, during this whole adoption process of Ethiopia, these little thirteen-year-old shoeshine boys—they call them—because they got kicked out of the orphanage, mm. and, and like they would twelve beg, or thirteen. They, get they were kicked begging out. to shine my flip-flops, <laughs> you know, and I'm like. Here's some food, you know. Right. Like, that's their 
destiny if they don't get adopted before 10 or, t- or 12 wow. or 13 and they're out on the street it's crazy yeah so. and then uh what was it like like the like when you and i'm sure it was a rigorous process to get them right yeah, yeah. what was it like once you once you had the kids like the first couple days and stuff i mean was oh my it gosh you know chaos <laughs> it was they were afraid of everything a one, a one and two old? year old a one and two year old okay yep. yeah and they didn't know really what a bathtub was so yeah. here we come home and they're filthy <laughs> dirty seat. they didn't know what a car they never were in a car before so our first trip from the orphanage to the court they screamed and cried yeah and then we finally got them to stop cre- screaming because in ethiopia you can hold children in your arms in the car car seats okay <laughs> so then we get to the united states and they have to be in car seats in the back oh man they screamed and we there's a it's a long drive from the airport in minnesota <laughs> to our house in wisconsin screamed all the way home and i'm looking at him like oh my gosh and the flight from ethiopia to here was like a day and a half and so yeah. we didn't really eat so we were really hungry we had screaming kids and then Dogs in Ethiopia were very aggressive most often. And so mm. children are usually Just afraid of the dog. So then we go pick up our dog from the kennel, throw her in the back seat, again. <laughs> and they're screaming and crying. And then I put them in the bathtub. They're screaming. And I'm like, what did I do? And honestly, like, it, it, that was the, the first day. It was scary. And Just ever since then, like, I mean, you met them. They're, like, freaking cool. Like, yeah. they're just, like, they... I don't want to cry on you, but they're like made for us. Like That's they great, are, man. um, yeah, they really were like, it was written in the stars. Like it really was yeah. like this whole, like, I remember when it's gotta be a, a interesting feeling, you know, you go, you go through all the time to, to get them oh my and gosh. then I'm sure the date probably changes a bunch and then oh, you yeah. actually get them yep. and you wake up the next day and, oh, they basically said, there. here, you can go, you, you go. can go to Ethiopia to get them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a mom now. Like it was kind of <laughs> freaky, but I remember yeah. when he first lost his job, my mom's, you know, I was always, you know, sad. And my mom said, your kids weren't born yet. And that really stuck with me mm. that, you know, they weren't these two, these two are right. mine. Like I, we're, we're like doppelgangers. Like they really <laughs> are. Like they're, they're like my little buddies. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I, you know, with my, you know, my children, uh, my daughter is 11, my son is 14 and, you know, I just, I can't imagine my life without them. You know, it's, I, I don't yeah. even, I barely remember what any of that was like, right. Yeah, you know, they're just, they're just, just part injected of you. into your life and, yeah. and, there, yeah. <laughs> and there you go. It's you never know? a dull moment, but I think yeah. it makes life just so fun. Like it, you know, there's definitely like hard times. There really are, but um, they do like, I just love living through them again as a kid yeah. playing yeah. with Legos and, yeah. <laughs> and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah it, it gives you an excuse, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anything else over there, Andrew? Um, you, you said you homeschool them. What is this through a program or is it just like all you? It's all, all me. Damn. Um, but you, can, you know, there's guidelines, there's and... tons of guidelines and mm-hmm. you know, I'm right now it's pretty basics, you know, of just mm-hmm. math and reading and you know, fundamentals but you know, eventually we want to do what's called uh unschooling it's kind of where instead of following like standardized tests and guidelines mm-hmm. you follow more of what they're interested in what's the tesla and, guy's name and, he started uh, elon yeah, musk elon yeah. musk he actually mm-hmm. started a charter Whoa. school that was an unschool to so that his kid huh. had some place to go uh that was uh, that type of learning but yeah. well, they kind of your... they kind of just lead their own path into what they're interested mm-hmm. in and they kind of drive the learning based on what they're interested in. That sounds awesome. Well, what's nice about that is we have 
two very different learning styles with our kids. One is very advanced and he picks up like he he says he dreams in numbers and he really does like Whoa. he you go out there and you ask Micah like what's like you know 20 times 39 and he'll just be like Bleh. I'm like I need my <laughs> phone mm-hmm. I need yeah. my calculator right <laughs> um, but just he'll just like <laughs> yeah he just turned 9 and he's very advanced where my other one's more the artist. Yeah. And so what's nice about unschooling is I mean, I always assumed that my children would go to college. Like, that's just what you do, right? Mm-hmm. But I saw him work in a cubicle for so long, and it sucked the life out of him. And to know that you can be successful in different ways, right. and you don't have to be that whole um, square box yeah. type person, mm-hmm. and you can have a lovely life. Like, it's just really odd to see you meet think this to this and yeah what do you I go just, to school for right, right i mean right. It's like, well yeah. and, and i just heard on the radio when we were coming in that steve jobs had a 2.4 gpa yeah he dropped like, out of college yeah. and he dropped out of college oh so, yeah but in high yeah. school it was it's, oh. a 2.4 gpa it's right. it just a lot of kids that structure doesn't fit with them right you know, mm-hmm. and i see that learning. in one of my kids yeah. you know he would be in he would be the goofball in the back <laughs> you yeah. know and getting lost and so it's just nice that um, we can suck him in with stuff that he really is engaged by. Um, yeah. And we're not skipping by the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. we engage him by getting him into this, and then we move on. Yeah. And so like, where do you guys see that ending as far as homeschool? I'm only asking because we homeschool our 10-year-old. Oh. Yeah. And by we, I mean my girlfriend homeschools her, and I try my hardest yeah. to help out. Yeah. But she's flourishing like big time. Yeah. yeah. And she actually asked, she's like, so in junior high, what am I going to do? Yeah. And our only answer was like, whatever you want to do. And that's kind of the un- unschooling part of it is you, once you have all that foundation built of knowledge and now it's, what are you interested in? Right. Okay. Um, you know, you go, you know, like, uh, Kai is more into art. And so if that's his passion and he wants to learn more about art and do more and more of that, mm-hmm. we'll help him and enable him to, and to go down that path. schools are different now. You can, yeah. you can enroll them in one class. If you fail at, say, Fayette or whatever, that's my specialty. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But, you know, like whatever area you want them to maybe be more social in a Fayette setting, mm-hmm. you can let them go to the school is like across the street, like yeah. maybe a mile away. So we could go drop them off for that hour. Like we pay taxes through the roof. Like <laughs> they deserve to go to school if they want to, um, but they can go for just that hour. We pick them up and they come back and do yeah, our there's, school. There's programs. Or if like math that. is your hard, math is a specialty, but if whatever it is that you struggle with and can't keep up with your kids, you can take them to that part. Hmm. Do you guys think you're going to get bummed if like uh, Kai gets a friend and he's like, oh, he goes to this school. Is it cool if I just like you know but that's where we (laughs) well that's where we like have them in after school activities like karate so they make a lot of friends you know it makes a lot of sense yeah and football and all of that so they get that outing that's awesome um back to like uh, keto and diet and all that stuff um how do you guys wean people off of like just sugar because like there's there's a weird addiction yeah there's a conversation in the uh, chat room right now just about soda yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't get off the soda. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, things like Zevia is a good transition. Mm-hmm. Um, Zevia does a good job of making like cola and they even do a diet Dr. Pepper, Pepper. one. Yeah. You know, it's sweetened with so, Stevia. And so it's, it's good. People. Yeah, I had, they have like an iced tea also. And uh, mm-hmm. what I found really interesting about it is it, um, it, it doesn't have a lot of flavor to it, but I'm thinking like, man, if this was invented, like. 80 years yeah, ago, it would you be would like drink it. Bomb. Yeah, you'd drink it and you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. You know, but 
I like stuff like that. Like yeah. I just drink like tea, you yeah. know, regular. I don't have a problem drinking water. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not easy for people to get over that. And so then some people transition into like a just a regular diet soda. Mm-hmm. And they have like 15 of those a day. Yeah. yeah. Not good either. And that's the thing. They studied rats that, you know, they gave them either cocaine or sugar. Yeah. And then they put a twist on it where the rats could choose the cocaine or they could choose a sugar and get a shock. They still mm-hmm. chose the sugar with <laughs> the shock. You do some messed up stuff to rats. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, rats. I swear. The rats are just trying to party and we gave them soda, what messed the them all up. Yeah. Um, so then it, for me, I, I see it as like people are just uneducated. <clears throat> They don't understand that right now the this like kind of blandish tea tastes bland, but like in a couple weeks yeah. it could taste amazing. Yeah, and just use some of those things like zevia to transition. Yeah, know? so you get the sugar out. Maybe it's you know a diet soda. But with you have stevia. to get it out of the house, and that's yeah. what I tell people. Like it will call your name in the middle of the night if it's there. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody needs it in your house. Not your kids. They don't need the crackers and anything like that. So. Um, getting it out of Make your house. Make the whole pantry oh. over. Yeah. We have uh, parties mm-hmm. at my house and then like people bring over like cookies uh, and all kinds of different like, stuff. like, take it, take it. Well, as soon as the party's over, I just throw it all out. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. try to see if people will leave with it. No one ever try wants to, to leave it. with it because right. they feel yeah. guilty. Right. And I'm like, I know you're probably going to stop it in an out burger anyway, but I'm always, <laughs> I always just chuck it all out and my wife will look at it and she'll be like, I can't believe we just threw away all that food. I'm like, I, there's, there's nothing else to do with it yeah i know you don't want to give it to people and that was the thing like we had this discussion with my dad about you know feeding starving people in africa and how we're dumping like jiff peanut butter because it's shelf stable and i was like that stuff's hydrogenated crap (laughs) right you know like that's not feeding anybody that's just giving them substance they deserve real food yeah if your choice is no food, I know, or that, I know, that's a different scenario. <laughs> it was just a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you guys have like a timeline for people to understand, like, hey, like right now it's going to be kind of rough to get going. The but... first couple weeks can yeah. be. That's where the supplements first week. help. And staying, uh, getting your electrolytes up. Yeah. That's the key. Because mm, okay. what happens is when you cut out the carbs, your body releases a lot of water retention. That's that the ten pounds from, like a from whoosh. The, in the first week. <laughs> yeah. But with that water is going to go a lot of electrolytes, your sodium, your potassium, your That's magnesium. It's like you have heavy legs walking upstairs. Cramps. That'll make you feel like crap. Yeah. yeah. yeah so you got to get those electrolytes in. And, and focus getting enough salt too, because, you know, you can't just drink more water. You're just going to pee more, you know? Yeah. Um, so this... you need to make sure. And that's the thing, like breads, pastas, cookies, crackers, whatever, those have a lot of salt in them. And people don't realize mm. a small McDonald's milkshake has more sodium in it than their French fry does. So, right. so a lot of the sweet of things have a lot of sodium. And so when you eliminate all of those things, um, you need to really, like, don't be shy of seasonings and salt when you're cooking, which we've been told to stay away from. Um, but if you set aside two and a half teaspoons of salt and mm. by your cooking vessel, most people don't even get that much when they're eating mm. keto. You should get about two and a half. <clears> so you have to either add it to water or somehow to your food. Yeah, I eat tons of salt. Salt will help you go poo. Yeah, that's it another will. one. The, the colon if you're needs constipated, salt. Yeah. If you're constipated, that's another thing that you should first try is upping your sodium because the colon extracts moisture mm. big time if the body's not retaining it, saying I'm keeping this moisture <clears throat> it causes constipation. So if you get your salt up, it yep. fixes it. So you guys own a business together as well, right? Yep. And you got all these books. And what's the website? MariaMindBodyHealth.com. 
And then we also have keto-adapted.com, which is kind of our support site. Cool. And then uh, mm-hmm. you guys have like oh, a Facebook group and stuff like that too? or Oh, yeah. Uh, Keto Adapted on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm Maria Emmerich on Instagram. And then Instagram, yeah, and Maria Emmerich and C. Emmerich for me. Yeah, this is the video. It's just nuts. This baby. That, I, I put my she's, phone under she's the water the, there. She's on the paddleboard <laughs> with a waterproof case. How did wow. you not just freak out? Oh, man. Oh, just wait. <laughs> like the baby touches my paddleboard. No. This is crazy looking. <laughs> Comes up right next, and then it just kind of flips its tail. The babies are very curious. Wow. Um, the mom is just kind of sitting back watching. But then a male comes and starts to fight. Oh, gosh. And where was this? Maui. Dude, just on a paddleboard. Yeah. yeah. How far out were you? Um, gosh, I was probably an hour paddle out into the ocean. Dude. And you have to be careful because those winds pick up fast. One time I almost got swept away. <laughs> that's too late. Yeah, when Man, the trade, trade winds come in and start pushing, it's a problem. But it, in, a, in a second here, it spins her, it comes up and basically touches her paddleboard. Yeah, That'd skip be terrifying to be that far out into the ocean. I wouldn't be able to do that. That's a big <laughs> but they're real, animal. They're gentle giants. I mean, those, that big flipper on the mom is probably 15 feet long. I live for this type of stuff. Right there, there we go. There's that baby. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she was saying right then, too, in the audience. Yeah, that's insane. He's right there. and So with owning a business together, uh, who does what? Um, I usually, I do all the phone calls with clients and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, He does all of the stuff that really stinks. (laughs) Like, you know, the... Website. Website, you know. Business side of things. Techie, the techie stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. you know, I, I moved away about 10 years ago from my engineering background. I was in healthcare and stuff, but I moved to our business to focus full-time. But ever since, I've been studying nutrition as well and biology to really understand this. So I help a lot of clients as well online with questions. Yeah, yeah that's cool. And then do you guys uh, step on each other's toes or is it so, di- <gasps> you're so different that it I doesn't could do it separate? With, we, I could do it with nobody else for him. Like, honestly, like, we I, have it like in rhythm. Like, we yep. I know these things I do, she does these things. It's it great. is, it's like a little Works perfect dance. And you sometimes, don't get on each other's nerves at all. Oh, but you know, <laughs> like, we'll talk passionately and we have to explain to our kids because they're there all the time yeah, and right. they'll come into the office like <gasps> eyes wide open. I was like, we're not, we're not fighting. It's a passionate, yeah. you know, discussion <laughs> right. about X, Y, or Z, you know, like run a spell check, dude, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, it's just simple things like that. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I could do it with nobody else. Cool. Well, it was awesome having you guys on the show. Oh, I appreciate we're so it. grateful. Thanks, Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Mm-hmm. Catch you guys later.